Are we, so we're rolling? Okay, so I'm gonna kick us off strong. You ready? Alright. On the Twitter the stream. stream. Yeah. Okay. On the Twitter are they, stream. Are they pictures of me? It's a yeah. picture of you holding a big old fucking fish. You look proud. You are a proud I'm monkey. I'm proud of that fish. God. All right. Oh, You're wearing a visor. You're me, wearing, me, me. wearing a visor, too. All right. I'm going to kick us off strong here. Well, I'm twisting in the wind. Think I'll go back again. And something in this and where I've been again. Sitting on my front porch, sipping on some lemonade, wondering why I hadn't seen your smiling face for the longest time. What's up, listeners? That's a little taste. It's, we got a gift for you this week. We've got we've got celebrity. That the the kickoff strong this week is a tie-in to our special guest. We've got uh well I'm Jay Ho and we got Groove here, but our special guests are uh guests. we got Mitchell from the band The Oatmeal Conspiracy. World world famous. That was a song from the Oatmeal Conspiracy, which Mitchell sings way better than I do. But um, and we also and I have listened to it way better than you do. Yeah, the other voice that sounds like me is Spencer. You, you're Speed gonna confuse Eddie. it the whole time. Yeah. I'm so not. we got. I'll be the one impersonating Joey. I have a nagging feeling that we're not recording it properly. Just so you know. Why are you so down on it? Why are you so down? I'm on just it? nervous. Why are you nervous? We've done this a million times. And Joey, so we, and, and Joey and Groove will be making fun of Macintosh the whole time. Yeah, we, well, we got, we're doing a special face-off. It's it's best friends versus best friends. We've got Groove and I are best friends, and Mitchell and Speed Diddy are best friends. And we're going to see which pair of best bite. friends are the best best friends. Oh, shit. What? Oh, we have it. I forgot about the grab bag idea. Oh, I forgot my best friend. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. We'll come up with it. We'll stop it. We'll get done recording and come up with it. That'll be a B-side. Yeah. Uh You have to admit, it's not not really fair. I I didn't get to come down so it could be proper. We couldn't break out to a wrestling match at the end of this thing. Whose fault was that? So... We're we're three of us are in the same room, which is a, this is marks the first time that Groove and I have ever been in the same room to record. I'm fighting show. real hard. <laughs> Every time Joey talks when we're together, he talks and he stares right at me, and I'm trying not to stare at him because if we do that too much, it's just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Groove can't get through even even portraying himself. He can't get through a scene without um, breaking up like Horatio Sands on Saturday Night Live. You know, gazing at each other all night. It works for me, but okay. So this is episode twenty-four, uh, the music episode part two, Electric Boogaloo, and we got our special guests are here because one of them's a musician and one of them likes music. <laughs> And then Groove and I. Those are my credentials. In order to get Mitchell on, he said that he had to, he wouldn't come on unless we had Speed Diddy with him. Yeah, so. he was a little worried. <laughs> but um, so th- this is the first time in a long time we've done a themed episode, and this is going to be like part two of our music episode, which was episode seven? episode nine, episode season nine. one. This is actually the kickoff of season three. Uh, episode twenty three is one of the lost episodes right now. We recorded it, and uh, Joey's hard drive crashed. So. Uh, in the process of trying to get that back online, we may or may not ever be able to recover episode 23, which obviously was the best episode we ever recorded. Hilarious, um, which might not be able to listen to it. Probably not going to. 
but this kicks off season three. And uh, so welcome to I Only Like Their Old Stuff. By now, you're able to say, I really only like their old stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got that, this is season three. So are you going to start streaming on Netflix sometime soon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We may go the route of NBC and yank all our stuff from Netflix. We'll yeah. see. Depends on how much they're paying us. Well, you know, I expect to get my royalties from this episode any day now. Yeah. No, we'll give you 10%. Yeah, what we make. Excellent, so, big, excellent. Big goose egg. so, what's our number one fan this week? We didn't even think about that, oh, did we? Shit, did we? Who can we be the number one fan this week? We already did, yeah, Both of these guys have been number one fans. <laughs> That's before. right. Neither one of them. Apparently, I've been to. number one fan. I don't even listen to Yeah, the you're, you're actually number one fan. <laughs> on the last episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder. I told Mitchell I was number one fan. The other day. And he, he said, like, you're full of shit. Yeah, and he said, he was like, that hadn't hurt. He's like, because he listens to all of them. He was like, no, I haven't yeah. heard it. I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I am. But I got number one fan because of because nope. of my ambassadorship, right? Yeah, 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 because you got other people to listen. So. Right, number one fan this week goes out to listeners that have never commented to us but actually listen. Um, so if you're listening right now and you've Everybody never actually knows. yeah, emailed us or hit us on the Twitter stream, which, by the way, our email address is I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Twitter is uh, Twitter backslash I-O-L-T-O-S. And our Facebook is some bullshit I can't even remember because Groove made it. First, the first name is I only like, last name is their old stuff. Dot net dot org. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, all that. Do we have a number one hater, though? Is there somebody that's been hating? Nobody's been hating because we haven't had anything to hate on. Yeah. nothing out there. Nobody. <laughs> so, uh, that's our housekeeping for this week. Housekeeping! <laughs> This is, I'm looking at Mitchell on America around right now. Since Mitchell's not here, we've got Spencer has prepared a slideshow of him with a bunch of embarrassing photos for us to look at while he talks. It will change. Uh, they, I'm sure they're not that embarrassing. Every, they're every pretty embarrassing. Is that considered art? You'll hear a random outburst of laughter every five minutes, and that's when, <laughs> that's when the picture of Mitchell just changes. And to go along with that, this one I thought I, you were supposed to be my best friend. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, no, this goes right along with, like, uh, 10th and 11th grade in high school. Mitchell and I had humanities class together. No, actually, this is after you graduated, Mitchell. I had humanities, and it was the same teacher Mitchell had had. And we were talking about Mitchell in class. He was, like, a topic of conversation in class one day. And the, and the teacher was like, I could just watch Mitchell walk across the room and just die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's how bizarre Mitchell looks. Sashay. Jesus Christ, it's like I'm a fucking unicorn. <laughs> you are a rare beast. I like the name beast. Yeah. Pull up the uh, notes there man. so we can get into oh, yeah, that's right. We're okay. ready to get into the show. We're yeah. ready to get into the good part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's all downhill from here. What's Probably. this what's this one? All right, uh, so the first all right, one so, is self-serving Mitchell. Yeah, so this this one is one that Mitchell uh, topic that Mitchell submitted so that he could talk about himself conveniently. Um, yeah, it, it, from the Mitchell is like we said before, and we've mentioned Mitchell's band on the show, the Oatmeal Conspiracy, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina-based band, really popular. You've probably heard him on the radio. <laughs> you should hear him on the radio anytime. Good stuff. What's the name of the the latest CD there, Mitchell? Uh, part of the package. 
and I think a talented young artist from uh, Wilmington area did the cover art for that. That's right. Yeah, he's he's already it. said it like twelve times. Yeah, yeah. I did the I did the artwork on that, and my cat is on the cover. So go buy that. Where can they get it from, Mitchell? Uh, iTunes, Amazon, and eMusic. There you go. eMusic's a cool service. If you haven't checked that out, you should you should sign up for it. Speaking of music, yeah. Uh, is that a segue? <laughs> okay. So so from Mitchell. Enough about you. Let's talk about that. So. You you had this topic that you said from this is like from your point of view as a musician in a local band, um, right? What uh, what? How, how do I parse this question? Oh, what's it like? What's it like getting people to come out to shows? And what's it like being like in a, in a in a band where you're you know you're trying to get people to come see you and just right. sort of the point of view of an artist and the rest of us, all of us are kind of involved in some kind of art in some way, except for Reeve, really. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of. You appear in videos. Keep the audience that we're trying to talk to. Um, yeah, great. Uh, well, convince me to come out to a show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You haven't even come to see it yet. But, yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, I figured with, with uh, the kind of stuff that you and, and uh, Spence do and, and uh, excuse me, Steve Diddy, uh, do uh, it would be nice to kind of talk about and, and tell the people who listen to the show how important it is to come out and support local music. I mean, I've been I've been doing this in various bands uh, for you know, ten or twelve years, and with each project, it's always kind of starting over from scratch. And as you get older, it gets a lot of fucking harder. Start. Sorry, I can curse, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is HBO. Uh, that's sweet, sweet. Um, Baby face. It just gets it gets a lot harder, you know. Every the older you get, particularly because when you're young and in college, like you know tons of people, and then when you get older, it's just right. You don't have that same time. network. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and so I mean, really, I just from a from a local band perspective, it's all about trying to get people to uh, come and see you play on the shitty night of the week. And uh, I know it's hard, but it means a lot because that's the only way those bands get to said. play another show. Yeah. They have, they have to make the club some kind of money or show some kind of following in order to get to play again. So, you know, that's, I guess, it's nice having a quality product. I think, I like to think we have a, a reasonably quality product. And, uh, you know, I know it's, it's hard to keep supporting really crummy bands, but, you know. It's definitely something I think that's important, and it goes along with other things, just like you know what you and uh, you guys do with your movie premieres and that sort of thing. Right. Just what? What's that? It's picking up. Oh, it is. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in a band in Columbia, South Carolina, and he was talking about how they've had a lot of success lately with people coming out to shows, and he was kind of surprised by it. I didn't know if it. If the the price of tickets to like big name artists now are so expensive that people are turning more towards local bands, or do you think that has anything to do with it? I think the I mean I think the scene you know the, the town obviously has something to do with it. Um, the music scene, yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of also down with. I mean it it really a lot of it comes down with who you know. I mean uh, for example, we were fortunate enough. Um, I, I approached the. Uh, the booking agent and manager of a local club about a year ago, I saw him in a gas station. And I, I, I recognized him. He's, he's really uh, he's a hard guy to forget. I, and I, I said, fuck it, I'm going to go up and talk to him. I'm like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I used to play in this band, and now I'm playing in this band. He's like, oh, yeah, he's a really cool guy. And, um, you know, since then, we've played his venue here in Raleigh a bunch of times. We had the residency, the poorhouse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really about who you know and but then once 
it just takes a couple of times to be put in front of a large group of people to kind of prove yourself. And, uh, you know, for, for me personally, as a musician, particularly local musician, small-time stuff, you know, giving away music and, and, and encouraging people to burn and share your music that come yeah. out to see a show, um, you know, I'm not, I don't have Metallica's money, so I don't know that I would be trying to hold on to it like they are. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for, for local bands, I think sharing music is very important. It, granted, there comes a point where you have to say, all right, you know, this is really good, so if we give it away, uh, you know, it doesn't, it, it's, we're, we're pretty much telling the, the people that come to listen to us that it's not worth anything. Right. So like the album we just completed, which I thought was a, a big step up from our original album, um, we sold, we sell all those. We don't give any away. And I mean, it, it does kind of make your, make the quality at least seem like it's, it's deserving of, of a, a greater listen, I think. But, you know, sharing, I think sharing music is a, is a great way to get people to come out to, to shows. Because you don't make money on a CD. Uh, even big artists make their money with ticket sales for the most part, you know. Right. So that was gonna be I my think next, that's, that I think that's really important. Question. That was my next question was kind of what I, I've wondered this, like with the advent of MP3s, like where has the, where's the income uh, you know, coming from with bands? Yeah, are you making more money now that you're distributing your music online, or when you were selling CDs well, I mean, out of your car? We know you're not. We know you're not not making a living off of off of your But music you're making this, something but, off yeah, of it, like, right? Does, where does most? Well, I, bought, I, I bought my second Escalade. <laughs> wow, that's loud in the background. I can hear myself in echo. Yeah. I bought my third and second Escalade with uh, profits from iTunes. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, the, the place we haven't made any money off of it, but the, the place we got them, we've gotten the most response. Uh, about a year, right when the, the last album was done, actually, it's when the first album was done. Um, there was a guy that was putting out this illegal playlist called the Indie Rock Playlist. Yeah, and he put it out. He put it out every month, and there was like 120 uh, songs from you know, up, you know, newly released or up soon to be released albums, and he would just put it out on BitTorrents and. The, the piano player in our band, Chad, would get this every month and give it to me, and I would listen. And we, we out of 100 songs, we'd probably find six or eight artists that we really like. Yeah. Well, we emailed, Time out, time out. What yeah. did you do with those six or eight artists that you really liked? Did you go and buy the went, CD, or did you go went, and, and see where you could find the music? Uh, well, actually, uh, I would go to eMusic because uh, that's where a lot of uh, independent artists yeah. you know, put their music. And I would go to eMusic and download their albums. So know, where uh, did you, where did this guy, is this playlist? He's in jail still, now. <laughs> oh, he is? Okay, fuck my life. Never mind. Yeah, he's in jail. He, I think he just got out, but, and he'll probably start doing it again. But he did go to jail. Oh, uh, oh re-offending. Re, re, re did he go to jail for that, for distributing music? Yes, he did. Wow, yeah. really? And yeah, he's, he he's going to get out and do it again. He's going to go right back to jail. He might, but I mean, he, that, those guys hop around. You he know? got to I mean, catch they, him first. He's like, what was that movie with... Uh, but he wasn't making any money doing it. He was just giving it out. Well, I mean, he was... I, I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know that part of it. I just know he was putting out this torrent. And, uh, I mean, we were using it... Chad and I were using it to find tons of bands, you know, and, and tons of music that we really enjoyed. And then we would go get those albums after we, you know, we heard two songs and we were like, you know, this is really good. It's worth, and you know, e-music, as Joey can tell you, is, is, is a subscription service. You get 
what, you know, 50 downloads for 20 bucks, and, you know, we used to get, I used to get 90 downloads for 20 bucks, and then when they added Sony's label, um, like all the Sony catalog, uh, the they, they dropped huh? it back down, but, um, yeah. you know, it's a great place to find independent music, and artists actually get a higher percentage from those downloaded tracks than they do from iTunes, or yeah. they can I've heard it's very, it's like very little money you make on anything from iTunes, right? It's a very small percentage, especially if you're on a label. That's what I heard too. Yeah, on a label, definitely. We use a we use a service called uh, TuneCore, and if you look at if you look on iTunes uh, or any any uh, like online retailer, if the uh, artist label is TuneCore, <laughs> that means they're uh, you know a small band like us who basically pays TuneCore a, a service fee, and then they handle all the submission bullshit to like okay. all the uh, electronic retailers and uh so that's basically the label you're on so they get a cut uh they're your label but we get like i don't know 20 cents a song maybe if that yeah uh, something like that <laughs> uh i mean uh, the, getting back to the whole playlist we submitted a couple songs on there uh they got downloaded overseas and uh let's see in germany and in uh brazil and the song Steven from our first album is all over Last FM, the um, or Last.FM. It's like an online radio yeah. service mm -hmm. there. So it, it's just funny because in Germany and in Brazil, that song had mediocre popularity. And the, the, the proceeds we have gotten, or the most uh, song downloads we've gotten have been overseas. It's kind of funny uh, to us because, you know, you always hear bands say we're huge in Europe. Big in Japan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're 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 bigger than we are in North Carolina in Germany, <laughs> so uh, which just means nothing basically. Well, we're up, up on the radar. So hey, stop for a second, please. Yeah, everybody, just hold that for one minute. Um, the guy that was releasing those uh, that playlist it reminds uh -huh. me of the movie Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater. Did uh, you ever yeah, see yeah, that? Spencer loves that movie. Don't you? Yes. That's a great movie. Yes. That, that actually should be on one of the. Uh, uh, Wave of Mutilation. That's one of the, I don't know, as far as movie songs, that would probably go. Uh, yeah, they play the, uh, the the UK version of that song on that soundtrack, yeah. I think. The acoustic one, that was the only place you could hear that song for a long time. Yeah. Was, was yeah. on there, the acoustic version. That's cool. Yeah, that, was a, that was a horn, horn dog song for me back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> you put that on, the ladies are just... Followed up 19 years later. <laughs> okay. Uh, which makes <laughs> followed up years later by the uh, the bastardized version of that called Pirate Radio, which we've already talked about. Oh uh, so. yeah, I don't need to talk about that anymore. My Did you guys ever it. even see that movie? No, hell no. Uh, my roommate saw it. She said it was okay. But. Yeah. I like. Uh, are we recording again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've been recording. Yeah, we've, we've been done. Recording. We recorded you talking about yeah. your masturbation. So Mitchell, That's fine. You, you, so you've been in many bands over the years, and obviously you've kind of seen the, this, seen the transition from um, from the pre-internet age or digital age of music to now. And right. does it, as a like an independent artist, does it is it better for you now than it was then, as far as getting people to shows and you know promoting yourself through Facebook and MySpace and all that yes. sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes and no. Um, it's it's better in the sense you can reach a ton a lot uh, a ton a lot. Uh, <laughs> a ton yeah, a lot of a people. Lot, a, a lot more people. That's a lot of people. Uh, yeah. 
problem is, <laughs> the problem is, a lot of those people don't necessarily live close enough to see you play. Ah, uh, um, gotcha. But I mean, music, and this kind of segues into the the other topic I put up there. One of the biggest fucking annoying things about local music is the fucking scene, man. And I mean, again, as you get older, and you're, you know, I've I've got two kids and a wife and, and a. 40-hour, 50-hour week job, you know, so it's not like I get, go out to bars five nights a week, and I'm, you know, hanging out with the cool kids or whatever, and so that's, that's the part that I don't like, because when we had the residency at, um, at the poorhouse, we tried to uh, really open ourselves up, we wanted to invite local bands to come play with us, and even collaborate on stage, do a lot of improv, and yeah. just really try to make something fun, and uh, a lot of the people I, I, Oh, he's about he's about to sell out the indie kids. The fucking scenesters don't know how to improv on stage, do they? Well, they don't. Well, I, either they're scared, number one, or they're too cool for it. They, I mean, I had, and even I'm not talking cool kids. I'm talking about guys who you know can make a little more money. You know, we had these assholes who I thought were were nice because uh, I've played with them before, nice and I was like, uh, you guys want to play uh, with us on a Tuesday? And they're like, no, we don't do weekday gigs anymore. And then, like, two weeks later, I see they're, like, emailing me on MySpace going, hey, we're playing at so-and-so with so-and-so on Tuesday, you know, Funk Tuesday, whatever. And I was like, you know, fuck off, you know. It's like I invited you to a, a, a night of, you know, if you – I, I just look at it like if you enjoy playing music, you take advantage of opportunities. And it's a, it's a way to kind of meet new people and network. And, and I guess some people just aren't interested in that. To me – that's what makes music fun is, is taking chances. In a, I mean, you know, we'd have like maybe at the most 25 people in the venue. So, I mean, there's no pressure. You know, you can try anything yeah. you want. If it falls flat, you go on. But, I mean, I don't know. Cool kids get on my fucking nerves. That makes me think of something else. The uh, it, it, Twitter makes it a lot harder to lie these days. Because if you're like tweeting about things and you tell somebody, I saw this on Dave Navarro's feed that he said that he had told somebody that he wasn't able to come do something for them, but then he immediately tweeted something oh, else. Shit. Like he, he got himself in trouble because he said he was doing something he really wasn't doing. Yeah, <laughs> so it's easy getting that sort of that getting that trap. I guess that's like but, somebody asking you to help them out like painting their garage on Monday and you're going out of town on Wednesday and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be out of town that week. Well, the way you cover that yeah. up is you just tweet a whole bunch of stuff that you're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I wasn't doing any of that stuff I just said I was doing. So. Yeah. I'm a liar. The Yeah, we've talked about on the other music episode, I've phrased it, what, this guy, that guy, this, this bitch right here, and that motherfucker over there. there. It's, it's I, love, I love that, actually. That was one of my favorite bits you guys have done. Do you, can you, from the stage, point those people out? Pretty much, yeah. I think and you can. I it, mean, it's, it's, although, I'll be honest with you, like, it makes, it, sometimes it makes being on stage more interesting to see that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> like when, you see, when you see the almost fight, or you, like, uh, for, for me personally, the best thing is the drunk dance, dancing girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the girl that's like spilling her beer everywhere, but she 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 yells "woo" after every song. Yeah, and, having a good uh, time. All you have to do is name drop her song. Her or if you if you hear some people going, you know, calling her by name. If you or she comes up and she's like, "My name's Denise" or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what her name is. <laughs> if you if you uh, if you name drop Denise in one, in one song. 
It's like you're gonna see some tits. She's, well, she's buying a CD for sure, and she's probably asking you to come home and party later on. But, I mean, it, at least she's going to be there for a long time. That's so. funny. Yeah. Man, I'm friends with that band. You got to come. They say, they know band. who I am. I could probably get us backstage. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, is that, that, that I don't think a lot of people think about is that when you're at a, when you're at a, a music club, that are seeing a band. Whoa, what are you playing in a speakeasy these days? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Honky I mean, it's like you, the uh, people, the people on stage playing music are literally the lowest paid bottom of the hierarchy in the entire place. Right. Uh, I mean, they get paid at the very end, if at all. And so you get all the glory. Why, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, there's a so, lot So, are you trying to say that you're in this for the money? Is that, and that you're upset no, with the way no, you're a starving artist? I'm saying, when you are at a venue and, and some guy, even if, like, I know, even I've been, been the guy who's been like, God, these guys suck, you know? But I guess it's one of those things, at the same time, when I walk away, I'm like, yeah, but they're still working hard, you know? I mean, there's, even when people suck, they're, they're getting treated a lot pretty shitty <laughs> by the by the by the club yeah unless, you know. that's well, what they hit a certain level obviously on, they're, they're, well, i've been the dish i, I watched dishes at a restaurant <laughs> one time i must yeah. be right there with the dishwasher better than the band dishwasher, dishwasher is the least respected person in the place you know so. at least at least the dishwasher is at least getting paid i would say <laughs> yeah well, that's what I talked about on the other podcast about that when I went to see Modest Mouse and this band opened for them that wasn't really that good, but there were these guys that were just heckling them and telling them they were awful, and I was like, you know what, this is probably this band's like big claim to fame is touring with Modest Mouse, and it sucks oh, yeah. for somebody to ruin that for them, you know, like, just yeah, but at least that listen. that happens with, like, if you're going to see a, a big band, if, like, there's a band that drew everyone there, and... And it's not the band on stage, right? Right. If the band, if the band that opens up is really good, if they're small and they don't have a following in that town or whatever, like everyone's just waiting around for them. Yeah, they're they're getting impatient. It might be an incredible band. Yeah. On top of that, though, it takes a certain familiarity with the music if you're going to go see it live, right? To to appreciate the change or the improvisation that that Mitchell was talking about earlier that. It, that band may be good, but their talent is lost on the fact that nobody has any context from which to draw the show. Does yeah, that make sense? You haven't, you haven't followed that band. Just your first exposure to it is them opening up for the band you really want to see. That it's, yeah. There's always, I guess, that sort of standoff. It's just the problem with the Modest Mouse show is there was two opening bands, and everybody was just getting... They just, always They were just tired of... They wanted to see the band, you know, but... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I always wondered about that, too, because, you know, most people... When you go see a big headliner like that, most people would rather go early and see the you know the headliner and leave. But I, I must I get the reason for openers is to get people there early to sit and and for the venue to make money. You mean most people would rather get there late just to see the? Yeah, the well, I mean, yeah, people, yeah. people. I think people would come, you know, at 8 o'clock to see Modest Mouse perform for an hour and a half to two hours and then leave. But if they put up, you know, two shitty bands or mediocre bands in front of them, people are still going to get there between 8 and 9 for the most part because they want to get a good 
good spot, you know, on the floor. Yeah. But they're all going to drink. They're going to drink beer and you know drink water and you know whatever. Yeah, they're going to they're going to make the venue money, and so that's one of the main reasons for having opening acts. Really. Drink water. <laughs> then nobody's going there to drink that's water except the three of us. But I would say that um, <laughs> the uh, but a lot of those if the bigger the headline, the the more likely it is that people show up just to see those people and only want to hear the songs from the CD, that they're not concert-going folk, if you know what Correct. I mean. Correct. I so, would agree with that, totally. Yeah. I think you, you pegged it. You were talking about John Mayer recently, yeah. uh, maybe in episode 22 or something. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's a perfect example because half that crowd is going to get so irritated with him soloing on the guitar. And the guy's a, he's a <laughs> guitar player. Yeah. Whoa. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but but I I think uh, there's going to be a lot of that crowd that just wants to hear you know my body's a wonderland or whatever. You your know? body is a wonderland. So I'm, gonna sh- I'm just going <laughs> to shout. I want to hear you, you, your body is a wonderland over and over again. Neon, play neon. Body land, man. What are you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that picture. Oh god. New picture on the slideshow of Mitchell being a, a monster to some kill- children. Children. Yeah. <laughs> is that my werewolf? My my Lon Chaney werewolf outfit. That's the one where that's the one where I was on the in the yard with all the kids and you're acting like you're jumping on them. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's great. If you for those of you who can't see it, it's really great. Yeah, especially doing the truffle shuffle when we're all scared. We're about to. We're just gonna sit here and talk about this picture for the next twenty minutes. So if you want to fast forward, don't so worry. the gr- the grass is really green. It looks like it's just. <laughs> it's like just kind of. So, it's a mix of Bermuda and uh, Kentucky bluegrass. Oh, that's he creepy. knows that. That's creepy red pesky. Oh yeah, it's his profession. Uh, <laughs> so you, you mentioned in here about, and you just touched on it about seeing the band live and how, how far they deviate from their recorded material. What's your right. like, Groove? What's your like opinion on that? Do you like it when, or is it? Does it depend on the band? Like as far as like they don't play the same way they play it on the the CD or what? Um, I, I'm sure that uh, Grizzles could probably come up with a graph for this of how popular the band is. And, and there's two different factors. One of them is, do they play hide-and-seek with the hits? Or do they play the songs that they know the audience wants to hear? Also, factor in, yeah, how much deviation from the recorded material is there? The, there's probably a point where they, you could improvise too much and lose your fan base but there's also another line that could graph out how long it takes for them to play a song that the fans like or that is a popular song. Um, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so there is the the sweet spot of, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play around with the song because we're tired of playing the same chord, so we're gonna enjoy ourselves, but we're also gonna play the songs we know you want to hear. Yeah, that makes sense. For me, there's like there's certain songs that have like a really interesting part in them sometimes, that maybe like a really hard or seems to be a hard vocal part in it. And yeah. when you see them live, they don't do that vocal part. And right. I don't know if it's laziness or it's just they really can't hit those notes unless they're in the studio or what. But that's where it frustrates me when it deviates from the album because I songs oftentimes that's like my favorite part of that song is where they you know they they switch they switch up the vocals on it or whatever. So. Well, sometimes a lot of those, a lot of those higher vocals are probably so. Uh, depending on the band, you know, they might be so 
uh, digitally altered that, that there's no human possible way to for them for them to hit it you know I mean, well yeah and i um, guess if they're on tour it may be hard to do that every night because oh yeah totally i mean <laughs> you know just day to day doing that over and over and over again is is certainly going to wear on their their voice a lot so yeah i'd say i'd say part of that's you know uh, I'd say, in, especially big bands, you know, they don't want to be embarrassed. Being embarrassed on stage is worse than than anything, you know. So they're going to go for the safe note right. uh, more often than not. I think that's what backup singers are for too, you know. Yeah. They uh, they they hit the high notes, and you just have to hit the harmony in the middle. So, um, I mean, I I personally like seeing bands be consistent with their performance, but but I can't stand going to see a band where Everything is pretty, it's like you could have put the CD on and it, it would have been fine, you know? Yeah, because there's no reason to pay the money to go see them live if it's not going to be something extra. Uh, something different. Exactly. I just, I, it drives me crazy and I just, it just pisses me off when I, when I see that, you know? Well, um, are, are, you sa- are you saying just, are you saying when they don't give you anything more than what the CD has? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to see, I like to see the band interact a little bit. I mean, I like to see, right. I, I mean, you know, I, I, something, Something more, you know, something a little bit. It doesn't have to be like a thirty-minute uh, noodle solo, you know. Just, just to change up an arrangement, especially like how many times do you think Aerosmith has has played Dream On, you know? Like, I, I would like to see them. They probably do have it in medley form now with all their greatest hits, but I mean, that's the kind of shit that I, I know. I know it gets old, uh, but at the same time, it's like take the time to rearrange the song a little bit. You know, come up with a new intro. Have you? Do you like Aerosmith, Mitchell? You big fan? Uh, oh, wow. yeah. I mean, you know, now that Steven Tyler's quit, I mean, how can I? You know, I mean, he quit. He, Steven yeah, Tyler he quit? quit last week. What? Last he, week? He quit last week? Yeah. No shit. I, I promise you. I what, not. what were they doing last week that caused him to quit? The, the uh, rumors are he's back on the the junk. Oh, so yeah. he didn't really quit. He got he, he got done. His, I, I think his official quote was he was leaving to work on the Steven Tyler brand. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's 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 getting high. He's gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to yeah. buy into that brand. Yeah, Dad, I don't think I'm yeah. gonna do the hamster style anymore. <laughs> It's an orgasm I re- uh, reference in case you've seen that. <laughs> so I've, I've actually I've drawn out the um, the graphs for um, on the on the y axis is good, and on the x axis is deviation and time till the hits come out, and it is a bell curve. If yeah. you can picture that mentally. Yeah, it's, this is all this is also good for a non-visual medium <laughs> like radio. Well, uh, Spencer, you you uh, you get a lot of punk and hardcore shows, or at least you used to. I mean, yeah, to. what's that experience back when you liked all their old stuff? What what <laughs> did uh, what did you well, that's do you what, like their are their shows consistent with albums or I mean yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's kind of like I don't I only like their live stuff because you have you ever heard those have you ever heard those people who are like well, I mean I've asked I know I've asked people hey do you like such and such band and they're like. Yeah, only live though, which kind of stra- which kind of rubs me the the same wrong way as someone saying I only like their old stuff. You know? For sure, it's the same person. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I only like them live. They just sound. They're too, they want you to know that they've seen. They're too them produced, live. and like in actuality, they couldn't name one or sing one song of the band. You know, 
But, um, well, because that, that statement, even saying I only like their old stuff is a speech act to avoid having to actually name anything the band has done, right? I mean, it's to act like I'm a legit fan or I'm a better fan than you. And by me threatening you by saying that it is me trying to get you to stop asking questions about my fandom of domination. the band. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, I've definitely seen quite a few bands that that I do really like and then disappointed when I, when I saw them live. Like, I really liked the albums and then been, been disappointed when I saw them live. And then, I mean, I've seen some that multiple times where they disappointed me sometimes and, and impressed me others. And then definitely some that are, you know, I'm like really impressed with their live performance. Like it, it is, it is, it lives up to the albums and maybe exceeds it, you know? So the album is the gold standard or that's the bar and your, your judgment of them live is whether or not it's as good as or better than the album. Um, well, if I'm going to listen to them repeatedly, if they're, if they're a favorite band or yeah. a band that I really like, then their album, I need to enjoy the album. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't really know any bands that I just, that I just like live and that's it. Well, there really is situations them. that I find it. It's usually when somebody who's the band, I know the band, they're opening up for the band I'm going to see. And then I see them live, and I'm like, man, I, I really didn't like these guys, but I'm going to go back and listen to their music because they were so good live. That's the only situation I, I find with that. And I've got a couple bands yeah. that have been like that where I was like, maybe I didn't really own their album or I just heard it and did, wasn't impressed by it, but then when I heard them live, I, it gave me an appreciation for their... Right. Arcade Fire was like that for yeah. you, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, with me of, Bible. Yeah. maybe that's part of... That's yeah. part of maybe that's because part of that's, I heard their song on yeah. the UT tour. It's like you kind of liked them a little bit, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, later we're going to talk about slow burn bands. Uh, certain bands that... ourselves, but... Yeah, but... Uh, well, we may be, uh, what? well, now that we've done, uh, we're done Charlie Rosing the shit out of Mitchell. That, yeah. So well, let me ask, I got something else to ask Spencer from, for, I, so I like punk and hardcore music, but I haven't gone to nearly as many of those shows as you have. Scared to go. Um, going to them, there's always those people that interact a little too much with the show. Like, there's people that get into the music, and they're really into it, and then I feel like there's people that get into it to, just so that other people can see how into it they are. Like, I remember last time I went to see Bouncing Souls, I was just kind of standing in the corner, mm -hmm. and I was just really enjoying the music, but there was this guy that was, like, running around the entire place and bumping into everyone along the way. <laughs> and so, like, he was out of, like, the mosh pit area and was just running around, just bumping into people. Like, it was almost was like, hey, did you see me? Did you see me? Did you see me run around? Did you see me run? And he kept getting on stage and, like, trying to sing with the band, and then they would push him off, and he would do it again. And again, it was really annoying them. What's, like, are there those people at, at, at hardcore shows that, that annoy you like that, or do you just I think it's like everybody's it. entitled to do what they want Are you to that do? guy? I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of stand. Typically, I like, yeah. You know, where are you at? If the, where are you in the front, the middle, or the back? Uh, it just depends on the crowd size. Yeah. yeah. For for and me, and how much I like them when I got in. Yeah. It, the more you like them, is that the closer if it's you a are? Big mosh pit or whatever. I typically, I typically avoid it. You know, but I mean, 
when I first started going to the shows, like in college and stuff, I would go, I would go, I like experience the mosh pit kind of thing a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm small, so. Do you ever get fucked <laughs> up in a mosh pit? No, I just, but no, but I got scared and I didn't really belong in there, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I was. I started trying to enjoy the music a little more and and watch the band because in the area I, don't, I just didn't really see the band very much. And I what's the what's the it. what's the band that's most consistently impressed you live? Um, clutch. Clutch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, they're always really good. Well, I really I want to go see Clutch because yeah. I think that's going to be a band that's going to well, make me like, like them you more. Look like Neil Fallon too. Well, so. <laughs> I've got one of the albums, and and I All think the that yeah, uh, going into a show yeah. would make me like them a lot more than I do now because I think they bring it. They sound like they bring it. They're absolutely incredible. Then they have a new album out called like something megawatts. Yeah, I forget what it's called. But I, I don't have yet, but I heard it's really good. But um, yeah, I, okay. I, well. I, the experience in those shows, I, which I haven't done much in the past few years, but um, experiencing a lot of punk shows, and then kind of learning more about how hardcore and punk used to be, like through, you know, like listening to Henry Rollins speak about. Um, just old shows when he was in Black Flag and that kind of era. It, it sounds like that that scene is is really mellow in comparison to how it used to be. And I mean, if you listen to if you listen to um, Get in the Van, if you listen to Get in the Van, yeah, you know, which he, is awesome. I mean, he, it's like every single show he talks about, he comes out of with a black eye or bloody nose or like piss and spit and blood all over him. <laughs> See, I mean, it's just yeah. like, it, it sounded like a really rough scene and now it's just like, I mean, it, the, the industry, that part of the music industry has matured to... Yeah, I often feel like the people well, that do that, that, that try to do that stuff or just act at shows now or just acting out what they saw on TV of shows from back then like often you know like there's some like I talked about people moshing at the or uh, crowd surfing at the Modest Mouse show and I was just like it just blew my mind like you know it just didn't seem it seemed kind of weird to me and it just seemed like those people were the people that were like oh people do this at concerts so I'm gonna do this but that may have been out of context though if you go into a a punk show today, I would expect that the people that are in the mosh pit aren't doing it because they saw it on behind the music. They're doing it because that's still a part of the culture. Well, I think there's there is those people that do that, but the guy that was running around banging into me <laughs> around the whole thing, I think he was doing it so that people, as many people as possible, saw him doing what he was supposed to do at the punk show. Maybe, but there are people that there are people that go to those shows just to be assholes, and I mean, yeah. you know, but you've also got the the, the I, would, I was going to say suburban white kids, but that pretty much is all of us. Uh, the the kids that well, uh, the kids that go street. mosh at like Blink One Eighty Two, you know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, there, there are people moshing. I mean, I, I remember. I think Spencer was actually there. Did you go to Lollapalooza when Rage was there? Spencer, were you with me? Yeah, the second Lollapalooza. Yeah, I mean that was that was the first real mosh pit I'd seen. I was on the on the hill here in Raleigh, and. Rage Against the Machine took the stage like maybe they were the first band that afternoon on the main stage. I think the entire place just kind of exploded. <laughs> yeah, I would say that everybody probably was, went into a blind rage. It was, it was hard. I was just, I was yeah. amazed by the band. I mean, I was just 
really absorbed by oh, everything awesome. that was happening on stage because it was such a, you know, I mean, early, all they liked their old stuff, Rage Against the Machine was, uh, was pretty powerful, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, and, and that moment for me was just like, holy shit. But what? at the same time, I got slightly caught up in this whirlwind that was developing, and I realized Literally. after getting tossed yeah. around a couple times, I was like, this is not what I do, so I just got the fuck out. What yeah. album was that that they were? That was the first album. That was that the first was, album. That, that wasn't was even two, it. Was it? Bomb track. That was 19, Bomb track. Is that the name? Yeah, of it? it was nineteen ninety-two yeah. or it was nineteen ninety-three is when it was, and it was the no. It's just I think it's self-titled. It's just called Raging Against the Machine. Yeah, it's self It's got bomb track on it. Yeah, that was the title. That was the opening track. Bomb track. I think. I mean, there's kind of an unwritten. On the topic of you know, the mosh pit being violent and dangerous, I think there's kind of an unwritten rule that you just pick, you pick people up. Like if people fall down or whatever, you pick people up and you, you don't run over them. I mean, I'm sure people get do get hurt, but and I think yeah. I've I've heard I've never seen Fugazi, but I've heard that that um, Ian McKay will has done shows where they will stop playing if a mosh breaks out. He will. I've heard where he. He will make everyone jump up and down in the crowd, so that's the only movement. Like, there's no lateral movement. Yeah. Just to keep, just to keep the people well, from getting hurt. When I saw Modest Mouse, the uh, the lead singer Isaac Brock, who's just, I think he's just crazy. He, uh, there was a, there was a guy that was kind of pushing another guy around in the pit at their show, and he he. He put his guitar down in mid-song and jumped in and kind of broke the fight up and just about fought the guy himself. <laughs> he was silently weeping <laughs> while he was doing that. He was just crying, breaking yeah. up a fight. No. Oh. I hate that. <laughs> well, I, in the hey, uh, gro- Groove, on the other side of that, I, you, you're into more like, you like jam bands and, and like the panic and stuff like that. Are there... Are there uh, are there folks who do the, the, I call it the hippie dance, you know, the... the Noodling. The, new, the the fingers of the glow stick thing, you know. <laughs> are they, do they don't they? I mean, I've been to a lot of those shows too. I don't go to them anymore. Uh-huh. But I, I I remember those shows and just looking out and seeing these idiots who who were doing it. They had no idea what was really going on with the music because they weren't listening to it. They were just working too hard to be seen. You know what I mean? You can tell those people because they keep dancing during the drum solo. There you go. You know that, and there's the motherfucker that really is doing it to be seen because nobody dances during the drum solo. There's not a good enough beat, you know. I mean, because that's part of the drum solo. The beat changes. The the drum solo is where everybody it goes on, and then it goes on a little too long, and everybody gets real awkward, and And then it comes back in, and everybody starts dancing. Well, you know, for where I come from, I find it, and and this may be the, I don't know, but if I can't imagine myself doing it then I think that other motherfuckers are doing it for show, which is probably not the best standard to apply because a lot of people do some stuff I'm not willing to do in public. You know what I mean? And and But I still, if I'm looking at them and I'm like, God, I just can't imagine, you know, and, but a lot of it, I guess, is, is drug and alcohol induced, you know, that like that guy is really drunk, so he thinks he's being cool, but I would never do that myself, so I think he's doing it for show, you I know. Just, I can't understand the whole concept. I mean, I, I don't I don't drink and I don't do drugs, so I don't, but I don't understand the concept of I'm going to be so drunk I can't remember this show, which is it seems to be some people's outright goal to go to a show yeah. and be like that. I'm well, like, they're going to they're gonna go home and that. download the show on archive.org and be like, wow, I had a really good time because the show was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've never understood. I drink beer and, and have, have been drunk on occasion. But I, I've <laughs> no. never, I haven't since, yeah, since I've been, uh, I mean, past 22, I, I don't think I've ever been like, Hammered drunk. Hammered. He's in a tuxedo t-shirt, and he's in the front, and I'm in the front, and I'm hammered drunk, and he's yeah. in front of you. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't see how people do, how people perform when they're like that, too, because, I mean, there are a lot of, I see a lot of bands and a lot of young kids get oh, here we go. and, and, and go up and, and just get. Insider information. You know, they, they just go up and get wasted and then play like shit, and it's yeah. like, you know. Maybe if you weren't so, so drunk, I mean, I, I played with a, a group not too long ago, and there was an auxiliary percussion player, he was really good, uh, but he got so wasted, he actually fell off the stool. <laughs> oh, God. That's bad. See, uh, he gonna, was just trying to make an auxiliary percussion sound. I'm, I'm going to try to... Perhaps he was, I don't know. I'm going to try to mention Modest Mouse as many times in this show yeah. as possible, but the Everybody lead singer... Everybody knows you're a fan. The lead singer, Modest Mouse, he, he, he used to, like... From what I've heard, he he used to just fall down during shows, and they had to quit the show because he was so drunk. You know, and I think he's changed his ways, but well, they wouldn't yeah. record the um, they wouldn't record the last two albums unless he was sober. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the, one yeah. of the conditions of recording. So didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little well, yeah. tidbit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. What's, what's next, Drew? What we get? What we well, since we have so many lists, we're going to go ahead and start. We're going to use these these lists that we've got, um, and, and, and conversation may riff well, off Are we going to do this, or are we going to do listening to and all that? And hype and not hype. I don't care how we do it, but let's do some statistics. We're going to do we're gonna do the three on – well, no, we're going to do these top fives that Mitchell suggested. Then we're going to go to our regular questions. Then we're going to go to grab bag, okay? okay. So top – Are we going to make – are we still going to do top twos for – Well, <laughs> they're going to be titled top fives, but however many you have is how many you'll submit. When we say five okay. to three, we mean anywhere from one to – Five. One five. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to do my 200 favorite artists of all time. We're going to have, <laughs> one now. Gonna have commercial well, breaks in it. <laughs> well, it's, one time. It's, like, it's like one of those VH1 shows that is hosted by Carmen Electra. Yeah, exactly. we're going we're to have Michael Ian Black commenting on our, you know. <laughs> yeah, best movie. week ever. <laughs> <laughs> it should be done by 8 a.m. Yeah, so. Um, I like it. So. Uh, all right, let's kick it off. All right, stop for one second, okay? Okay. At one point, showing it to Joey, and yeah. uh, no. and, and, and then you again. scratch my balls the whole time. I, I didn't even tell <laughs> no, you don't need to record that. Okay, <laughs> oh, it's gonna so, take Joey three weeks to edit this okay. episode. So, so we're doing top five. We're gonna start off with uh, top five classic rock, and you can either you can do however you want on that artist, songs, whatever. So, who wants to go first? Yeah, the submit for the listeners. The submissions were top five. Hip hop, top five classic rock, top five. I only like their old stuff, and so this could be anywhere from songs uh, to artists to bands, whatever, whatever. And no, I don't want to start off with classic yeah, rock. Yeah, I'm going to do a top five list of my started off strong. Let's <laughs> like, right, 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 first, since nobody's psyched about it. <laughs> yeah, Mitchell suggested this one and then said, so, acted like it. So, I was forcing it on him or something. You go right ahead. Go I'm right glad. ahead, Mitchell. No, yeah, you, you go ahead. You, with you suggested this. The suggestion is just that. You, you don't have to since you this. took this shit right on our faces, you can go ahead and wipe it up right now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, since we know, since you, you love 
Now you're talking shitting old faces. Now you're talking my language. You love classic rock so much. That is classic rock, yeah. Since some of us didn't have five five classic rocks, we were able to take some of our top ten hip hops and move into classic rock. I actually actually have a classic rock. You have a hip hop classic rock mashup that you love? His is all Aerosmith themes. Tyler. It is Run DMC and Aerosmith. This way, baby. No, it's not. Is he really? Are you taking a shit? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You're talking. Your your face is actually your ass. You're. (laughs) You're talking. What are you looking at? (laughs) You gotta pause it. You gotta pause it. No, you'll hear it. No, your mic's making fart noise. Mitchell, you're you're giving us your top five classic rock songs. Start from five and go to one. All right, well, or whatever you're gonna start. A lot, with. Of, my, a lot of my classic rock top fives. Are oh, he's hedging. He's hedging. No, no, no. I was just gonna say their their greatest hits because uh, that's kind of what we had back in my day. With, or we had cassettes of, of greatest hits of certain artists. So number five would probably be Leonard Skinner's. Um, Number four, I'm going to go with, uh, I did like the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper album. Um, That's good. Number three, number three, this is probably not considered classic rock, but we listened to it with classic rock, which is uh, NWA, Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic yeah. now. We, yeah, classic well, we rock had now. that, we would listen, we'd ride around back roads in the afternoon after school on these gravel roads throwing bottles at signs, and... Uh, <laughs> And listen to like a Leonard Skinner's greatest hits, and then immediately put in "Fuck the Police" right after that. So <laughs> that kind of goes with my classic rock. Number two would be Led Zeppelin three. Uh, I think that's just a fantastic album. And then uh, I guess number one, I was really into uh, Jim Morrison. So the Doors' greatest hits, the Red, the Red Disc, yeah. the Red album. That was one of my favorites. I was really into the whole Mother, Yes, Son. You know that whole <laughs> band. So this is the end. Yeah that, yeah, that just mm-hmm. totally engulfed me when I was a youngster. Yeah. I went through that phase, too. I read Jim Morrison's biography and stuff. Oh, yeah. When I was American in college. Poet. He's an American poet. Yes, he's, he's such a bullshitter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now the older me looks back on his stuff and is like, man, that's a bunch of bullshit. Most people think that, too. But there are some good songs. I mean, there are. I mean, I guess I could honestly, I really should put the Almond Brothers in there, but I really didn't start listening to the Almond Brothers until I was in, in college. But, uh, I mean, yeah. live at Fillmore is just a, is a brilliant, you know, recording and, and uh, you know, I mean, there's, I, I listened, coming up with the top five for classic rock, I mean, I think everybody goes through that high school phase, maybe not as much now, but I mean, at least through the 90s and, and the 80s, you know, you went through that phase of listening to, I guess now people are listening to, you know, I don't know. Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, Aerosmith. They're listening to grunge. Yeah, no, grunge is the classic well, rock what, for these that's days. That's what I asked these guys earlier. I was like making my list. I was like, 
what years are included in classic rock? Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's a broader range than when we were in high school. You know? I went through that phase though, where I it was right when I first started getting really getting into music, where I listened to the classic rock station all the time, just kind of, which was kind of yeah. cool because I got sort of a background on some music, and then you know. I, don't know. Well, I mean, you were listening to actual people who who were breaking ground. I mean, we don't have a lot of yeah. A lot of that ground has been broken, so it, it takes a lot of effort to really change that up. But mm-hmm. if I had to pick something though out of that that group of artists, the Beatles, in some aspect of of you know, the Beatles forever. Uh, that's what every indie rock artist is trying to emulate for the most part. If they write indie pop music, they're trying to recreate something that the Beatles did. But to me, honestly, the Led Zeppelin catalog is probably the most listenable. Like, com- like if you listen to everything that they did throughout their career, that that was an amazing, amazing band to me. Uh, I mean, I can't listen to it a lot because I kind of saturate myself on it, but I thought Led yeah. Zeppelin... I had the box set, and I, I mean, I still have the box set, and it is amazing how many of those songs were like recognizable. But I, I, I'm not as much of a Led Zeppelin fan as I was in high school. Yeah, like, well, I, I got tired of them. Nobody, so. nobody is, but every now and then I, I like to go back and just kind of throw a couple of albums. Like the box set is perfect. You just throw it on the iPod and yeah. kind of listen to it for a, a week and then go, okay, that's enough, and put it back down, you know. Yeah. Nothing, nothing does it for me better when they do A Man Loves a Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great cover. Uh, I guess I guess I'll go next. Um, my number five is uh, the Rolling Stones, because I love Mick Jagger when he does that face. Uh, yeah, you know, Joey's doing the face the right now, just so you know. Yeah. It's another visual. It's, it's really hilarious, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number uh, four. That t-shirt. <laughs> number four is Pink Floyd. Um, oh, that's a good one, man. I yeah, that. I just like I like Pink Floyd. It's kinda... You still can say that. What he yeah. said. Yeah, because you haven't gone yet. Uh, number three is the Beatles, and the Beatles would have been number one if this if this were the high school me. But I just got burnt out on them for a while. Now I've gotten. You, like, you played too much Beatles rock band. No, I haven't. I, I want to play Beatles rock band, but I've kind of gotten back into it because uh, my girlfriend's daughters love the Beatles that's their favorite and they just listen to the Beatles all the time they ask me what my favorite Beatles song is and the first thing they asked Maria about me when they found out about me was does he like the Beatles so that was sort of like my the seal of approval there uh number two is Queen I just Ooh. I just love Queen I just I can't yeah man I, I think Fre- my I think Freddie Mercury is the greatest vocalist of all time like it's just amazing, and I love. I just love all the songs. And we had. I bought a Queen's greatest, greatest hits. mustache of all time for, for sure. sure. Yeah, uh, I bought a Queen's greatest hits cassette tape when I was in high school for a quarter at a yard sale, and we listened to it all the time. And then my best friends stole it from me, and then they, uh, they, they their tape deck ate it, and it was just it was a sad day. They, 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 <laughs> There's a, band, there's a band here in Raleigh, uh, Joey, that I met called Left Outlet, mm-hmm. and uh, the lead singer Tim is a uh, he he looks he can look very much like Freddie Mercury, and uh, some of their songs have kind of a Queen Queenish slant to them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at last year, every year in, in uh, Raleigh, Mercury. one of the things they do is get a bunch of bands together and and do something that's called under the Undercover Project or whatever. And, and uh, last year, Left Outlet covered Queen. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, do they record great. that or anything? Or I don't know if they did or not. You might can find it online, but the That's band cool. itself is called Left Outlet. You should you should Left definitely Outlet. check them out. 
Yeah, it'd be pretty fun stuff. My number one, which is one of my favorite bands of all time, is The Who. Oh, right. Which, like, out of the, you know, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and really Led Zeppelin, which is a little after, they get a lot more credit, I think, than The Who. The Who gets more credit now since their music is being used in every commercial and every intro for every TV show known to man. But uh, that, like, The Who's next album is just incredible, you know? And I just, I really, I really got into them. So What's the name of that musical they did? Um, Tommy. Tommy, yeah. yeah. My family went to see that last year, and uh, nobody had seen it but me. Yeah. And they were all kind of wigged out. It like they were like at intermission. They were like, I did not know that there that that Tommy suffered sexual abuse as a child, <laughs> and that was really kind of uh, that that threw me in for a loop there. That um, that musical is pretty awesome. I've seen it. So I, I mean, yeah, yeah, the guy the guy that played there. Tommy. Have you ever played the Have you ever played the pinball machine? The, the Tom. The who, yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, you played it. Before? I played it before. Yeah. The guy that played Tommy in the in the show that we went to see looked exact. Looked so much like Conan O'Brien. I thought it was Conan <laughs> O'Brien when he stepped really? out on stage. He was seven feet tall and he was a ginger. I mean, he had a full head of red hair and pale. And wow. I, he was gangly. Like, like, yeah. yeah. You guys ever play that video game? It was what? like an old western. It was called Cheyenne. Oh, uh, yeah, had a yeah. pool growing up, and it was like a, it yeah. was like a old western rifle, and you shot all the western people in the western scenes. You shot all the Indians. Yeah, the racists. Yeah, the racists. <laughs> and when you shot the one, one of the Indians, he said, Pale face. God. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Do you remember that Mitchell? Or did you? Get, you had a, you had video pool. games at the pool. Yeah, you talking pool. like a community pool? You at the community a, pool. They had they hanging had, out at the pool. Yeah, what, are like what are you doing? What are you doing today? We're going to the pool. Which, I mean, when we were talking about music, some yeah. some of this old like '80s music and the classic rock music definitely reminds me of the pool and the skating rink. <laughs> oh, the, the skating pool. rink, man. Yeah, for sure. There's a whole like there's a whole set of like skating rink songs that are probably oh, still yeah. being played, like '80s funk. It's still being yeah. played at every city range. 80s funk and 90s hip hop, like, whoop, there it is. That's yeah, still on the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Human Leagues, our house was, like, at the pool. The I, I remember that from the pool and no other place. I yeah. just never heard of of the pool being referred to as the pool. Like, <laughs> I, I've heard of That's the skating rink. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. It's the pool, yeah. That was what you did all summer. We just didn't have that. I mean, we had the neighborhood pool, you know, but you didn't call it the pool. What did you call it? We said <laughs> the hole in the ground had water. <laughs> yeah. Pool has been said so many times it's lost its meaning. Let's look so. to the yeah. chlorinated water and swim. So who's up next? Uh, go ahead, Spence. Did he? You want to go last? I don't care. Okay. Um, Save the best for last. <laughs> Save the, <laughs> young, the, the youngest for the, for the classic rock list. Yeah, it was kind of – my number five was kind of – it was kind of up in the air because – I like the Beatles, um, and that uh, you mentioned Sgt. Pepper, and that was one of the, that was the first Beatles album I heard. Actually, my dad gave me that tape, so I really do right, like yeah. I really do like the Beatles. And then ended up you know getting all the other albums, and then uh, the anthology, anthology which is really cool, it has B sides awesome. and stuff so on it. I really like that. Um, I like Bob Dylan a pretty good bit. Um, I put Mellencamp in there. The counts, yeah. I like yeah, that. and and you know, my mom gave me this greatest hits, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, yeah. a couple years ago for Christmas, and that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, <Speeches. laughs> 
What? Oh, did you do that? No. That was me. All right. I was a sniffer. Yeah. So, yeah, my mom gave me gave me that CD, or it's like a couple a, a couple CD set. But I was like, I'm not gonna listen to this. And then one day I put one of the CDs in, and the songs were like uh, Jack and Diane. Yeah. And um, gosh, I can't think of the name of the other songs, but it reminded me of riding to school, high school, um, or probably middle school when my sister was in high school. Just riding to school with her every morning and listening to the local radio station. Those were some of the songs that were popular at the time, and it was just—it yeah. just gave me. It was just like a real nostalgic. It's funny that there's been a lot of punk and hardcore bands that have covered uh, John Mellencamp songs. Um, there's a whole list of them. I know that um, the one that I know the best is Avails. Is Pink, Pink Houses, Houses, but yeah. there's been Jack and Diane. And Somebody Avail did is, that. Avail is such a is that's one of my favorite bands, you know, and they're they're yeah. they're so like. They're like southern rock, punk rock. You yeah, know? they are. And they're, like they remind me of Mellencamp a lot. And actually, actually, their singer, um, the, his name is Tim. He um, Tim Cougar Mellencamp. Tim, <laughs> his name is Tim... Um, crap, I can't think of his last name now, but he's doing solo stuff now, and it actually sounds kind of like... Tim Crap. See, I was, I was on board. Tim Crap. I was on board with, with Mellencamp until he did that those fucking god-awful commercials with a Chevy or whatever. <laughs> this yeah. is our country. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'm tired of hearing but, that shit. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of these, like, uh, all-country guys, and kind of, that's where that punk... Uh, you know that the kind of Uncle Tupelo Americana sound, you know, deviates. But I can see where the the punk side of things would kind of draw on him a little bit. You know. Yeah, yeah. Tim just... Barry. Tim Barry. That's his name. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I put Mellencamp in there, and then um, Billy Joel. I really like. That was one of the first CDs I ever owned. Was Billy Joel's. Uh... The Stranger, I think. The Stranger. Yeah. The Cold Stranger. The Cold Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he had the foresight to know what that would have, what meaning that would have later, he might have chose a different title. <laughs> yeah, so Billy Joel um, and Hendrix. I, uh, oh, shit, uh, I Jimi Hendrix should be on my yeah, list. Yeah. Yeah. My dog was named after Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I love Jimi Hendrix, and I have all of his stuff, and I've always liked it. And, and Groove is drawing the cock and balls right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, that would be a good tattoo. It's very stylized. He's going, he's going super bad over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's uh, I just had several different things. Make me draw cock and balls. <laughs> um, no, so Hendrix I love, and, and one of my favorite um, Hendrix albums or CDs that I have is a box set. It's a four CD box set, and it's called Lifelines. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, um, it has a lot of interviews and things in between songs. It explains a lot of the songs, and it's got a narrator and everything. It's really cool. But it's like so, VH1 storytellers on album. It, it kind of is. Yeah, it's really good though. It's real. It's yeah, really Neil. Um, <laughs> and then, so my number one, I think that brings me to is Steely Dan. Oh, yeah, you've got this weird Steely Dan thing that, like, I, I like Steely Dan, but only in so much as, like, for years I'd just hear a song and be like, who is that? You know, and it was one of those bands I didn't know who it was, but I heard the songs or recognized them, well, but they are pretty good. As weird as it sounds, I only lived five years in the 70s, but it reminds me, it reminds me of the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what's, it's what's, even weird, what's even weirder than that is, is, is the fact that Steely Dan is on your list, considering how... It always that band always blew my mind with you because 
uh, when you consider how much punk rock you listen to, mm-hmm. the fact that Steely Dan is like the perfect like Valium to your punk rock, I think. You know, it's just got. It I don't know. It just easy. always blew my mind that that was so high on your list. Well, it is easy to listen. It's it, you know what Steely Dan. One of the things that did for me is it made me realize what easy listening is. <laughs> yeah. And and it made me realize that a lot of the music that I've like collected and really invested in is hard to listen to. It is truly hard to listen to. And what easy listening means is that it is successful. Literally, is yeah. easy, and it <clears throat> doesn't take a much energy to listen to it. And a lot of the the punk and hardcore stuff, it really, it wears you out. Just listening to it, it takes energy to listen to it. And I think that's one of the things I like about it so much, but I don't know, just Steely Dan's uh, brings back a lot of good feelings, maybe not memories, but like feelings and kind of, it's nostalgic, you know, so that's all for me. Go ahead, Groove. Uh, Well, I don't want to repeat too much. I would say Led Zeppelin is, I, I didn't start listening to Led Zeppelin until way into my like music maturation and i was surprised that i had missed out on on listening to them so much and uh so i really like them i think allman brothers is on there but the one band that you guys haven't mentioned that i think needs to be on there for me is boston Uh, i listened to boston Boston, yeah Yeah, i listened to them same as with led zeppelin where i'm so saturated with it now that i can only appreciate it when i haven't heard it in a long long time but it that it's it just i'm Fired up just thinking about it. The production on that the, that the most known Boston album, I think it is called Boston. Yeah, it um, is. Is is it's with really, the spaceship on it? The psychedelic yeah, spaceship. The, the production of that album is really good. I mean, just the I don't know. P Dog and I used to listen to that all the time. Yeah, I would like to say Fleetwood Mac and Dire Straits, but I <laughs> haven't listened to them enough. Yeah. yeah, I love Fleetwood Mac. <clears throat> okay, top five hip hop. And I'll go ahead and start it off since I finished up the last one. And I went songs um, just because uh, I was talking about one of the songs on this list um, just last night with Mackenzie. Number five, and these are, I don't know, some of them people will probably have on their top five list as far as, like, listeners listening to it, and some of them probably not. Um, The number five is Cool Breeze, Watch for the Hook. It's got the entire Dungeon family on it. And all these songs, you can go on YouTube and just, you know, type them in and you'll be able to listen to them. I suggest listening to all these songs. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that is, um, <clears throat> these songs, I guess the part of the reason why they're so, they're on this list is not necessarily because they're the best, period, but they, they represent specific times in, in my life that, um, where this was important to me. Number four is the opening track on the album East 1999 for Bone Thugs, and it's titled East 1999, and there's a little bit of verse in there, but a lot of it's still just like sound effects and shit, (laughs) but it really sets up that album, which that album is like, it's the tits as far as I'm concerned. Number three is the Ten Crack Commandments. Number two is Elevators on Out- from Outcast, and we've already talked about that enough on previous shows. Number one is called Renegades, and that's with Jay Z and Eminem. And um, and I like a lot. I like that song a lot because not only is it fun to listen to because I like the beat a lot too, um, but it's also uh, what what Mikey was talking about when he was talking about hip hop, um, the ability for that genre to put a listener into a scene and um and have them relate to a situation i think that that 
that song does it very effectively and um and it's fun to listen to so that's my top five hip-hop cool i'll go next um number five is public enemy and public enemy scared the shit out of me when they came out it was just like just bombastic like just in your face you know crazy and, and flavor flavor running all over the stage and stuff but i'm like i've really gained an appreciation for them over the years uh, wu-tang clan number four which wu-tang clan i wasn't really a big fan of them when they were really popular but um they're still popular they are still popular but they're <laughs> not their they height they I would really say like they're they're they've not yet to reach their height Wu-Tang's forever um Number uh, three is Old Dirty Bastard on the same Wu-Tang front. I just love his just absurdist rhymes. There's Some no father to this no, Yeah, there's just it, truly weird stuff just out there, profane and profound. Um, <laughs> and number two is Outkast, which just, I mean, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Just, just awesome. We don't give a fuck about this East Coast, West Coast shit. The South got something to say. <laughs> right. I was gonna say that, but um, <laughs> and number one is the tribe called Quest. I just I like the I just like their sound, and I just more and more I like them even more over the years. So. Next, my top five. Next, you wanna go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I did the albums, so uh, my top five. Number five is Most Death, Black on Both Sides. Okay. Um, when I heard that album, I was really disappointed with. Uh, hip-hop in general, um, and that album was a really groundbreaking record for me. I, I just, I, I killed it. I, I, I listened to it from the back a ton of times. Um, Have you listened to The New Danger, or did you just listen to that and kind of drop? Excuse me, sorry about that. Uh, I have listened to The New Danger. It doesn't, you know, it's not quite as hooky. It doesn't jump you in, and I, I really want a, an opportunity to listen to it through the house speakers, you know, from front to back. Excuse me, and I just haven't had that opportunity. But okay. uh, it sounded like a return to form for me, uh, and and the things that I have heard on Shuffle uh, have have definitely piqued my interest. So I'm I'm excited to hear that as a as a whole. And I'm I'm sorry, but I'm going to ask another question. If you've listened to uh, that new album called Black Rock, which the Black Keys. Uh, produced songs for. No, I want to get that. Is it out? Yeah, it's out, and you can listen to the or you can watch the webisodes on YouTube. Just Google Black Rock webisodes. There's eleven of them, and they they kind of document the making of each of the eleven songs. I've got I the really, album. I really I'll let you borrow it. Um, and and we'll have it in the next few days. I'm sure he. He's uh, on. He's like on. A lot, so. He's on two of those songs. That's why I'm saying. Okay. That. So, oh, yeah, I definitely check that out. Yeah. Um. Uh, thanks for the, the tip, because I, I, didn't, I didn't know that that was out already. Booyah. Uh, uh, number four, this this might be on Spencer's as well, uh, De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. It's a good album, uh, yeah. It's a you know, just, album. just fantastic record. Um, number three for me, and this was tough, because I actually have, I have two Tribe Called Quest albums on my top five. Midnight Marauders is what I went with number three, just, just because it's a... Uh, it's 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 a complete album uh, from front to back, and it's very. There's a lot of uh, catchy hooks on there. There's a lot of really fun songs with with artists, you know, with the whole skits in between and the. You know, what the what are some of the songs on there? Because I I'm trying to think. I'm drawing a blank as to what the songs. Uh, well, are. I mean, uh, 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 such uh, a good album. Shit. Uh, oh, busted! Oh, yeah, yeah, you're killing me. Uh, I don't, I don't do song titles that, that well. Um, Just start rapping. 
Here, I'll tell you some songs. Uh, <laughs> is, is We Got the Jazz on there? Nah, that's on... Uh, Love and Theory. That's, that's, my number, that's my number one. Is, yeah. Uh, Love and Theory. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my number one. Um, my tribe album. Gosh, too. Everybody's fucking great. Yeah. Great uh, album cover, I mean, too. Uh, I Hold on. I'm, I'm going to tell you Midnight Marauders <laughs> song, <laughs> song names. Um, you don't like to hear this, hear me going, ah, Steve, ah, ah. Steve. <laughs> As nice as that sounds, um, Steve Biko, Award Tour, 8 Million Stories. Yeah, oh, award, award Tour, tour is so great. Yeah. Yeah. We can get down, clap your hands. Oh Electric Relaxation is good, too. Electric yeah. Relaxation. We tried to, we were thinking yeah. about actually covering that at one point. It's a, I love, Electric Relaxation is one of, uh, definitely one of my top, that's a, that's a mixed CD uh, staple for me. Uh, yeah, I did I did a remix of Strawberry Fields Forever with that as the beat on it once. Ooh, uh, somewhere should, on my computer somewhere. You need to send that to me. There's actually yeah. a cool remix of Electric Relaxation that I've got somewhere too. I don't know who did it, but it's, it's very neat. So that's, Midnight Marauders, it was, it was tough for me. Um, to, to put that third, but uh, I, for number two, I had Paul's Boutique um, mm. by the Beastie Boys, and, yeah. and I, I wanted to touch on this real quick. Um, Let me touch on this real quick, because you guys have been talking about the Beatles and Pink Floyd, and I've been biting the shit out of my lip. where you said you didn't like the Beastie Boys, and I have always considered myself a very staunch Beastie Boys fan and advocate. Here we go. But, Good thing you're not in the room. But, but, I can honestly say, past Paul's Boutique, and well, I, I won't say past Paul's Boutique, but there was, uh, what, Check Your Head, and then there was uh, Ill Communication, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, once That's you start getting, like, Intergalactic and some of these last few albums, I, I, I have gotten less and less interested in the Beastie Boys. Oh, you only like uh, the old stuff. I only like their own stuff, it's but it, what I was going to what I was going to say is, I can totally see why Groove doesn't like the Beastie Boys. I think they're kind of a polarizing group, and yes, it's it's cool to like the Beastie Boys, but it's also I think if you're really honest about it, it's it's some of their stuff's pretty hard to like, you know. <laughs> and, and I, can, I can see that, but for me, Paul's Boutique, that was a red cassette tape. And I remember I heard I heard Hey Ladies. It was played on the radio like once I think, and uh, I heard it on the way to school. And I told my mom, I'm like, when we go to Roses tomorrow, I'm getting <laughs> that tape. Yes. And I, we got that tape. And I listened to my that walkman until day, so right it, it broke, and then I bought another one. I mean, it, it was just too much for me. Well, and then my, my number one is Low End Theory by the Drop. What do you What do you think about that? instrumental album from the Beastie Boys. The new one? The one they yeah. put out last year? Yeah, something like that. It's not too old. I don't know if it's last year or when, but... It was It was interesting. It was just... It was pretty forgettable for me. Yeah, I, I just borrowed it from a friend of mine. I put it in the CD player. I started listening to it um, two weeks ago, and then not last week, but I'll start to listen to it again next week. It's good. It's good, like... Uh... It's great background music, and I think it's awesome that they have pieces place for Mitchell, stop. Like that. Mitchell, Mitchell, stop. You're starting to fart again. Yeah. <laughs> starting to mouth fart. <laughs> Your mic screwed up again. He hung up. All right, am I back? Yeah, you good. Speak. Okay. okay. All right. So, okay, uh, done with you. We've already talked about low end theory. <laughs> Uh, a good call on number one. Good call on number one. I'm not very well versed in hip hop, but I do I do like a little bit of hip hop. 
And so my number five was Vanilla Ice. It's <laughs> not Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and uh, what was the guy on Ghetto Cowboy? Was oh, Powder P. Powder P. Powder P. Can I get twelve gauge? Um, so I had a hard time making five, but I was kind of scrolling through my iPod and kind of looking through. I mean, that's how little hip hop I have. But um, like the newest, the newest things that I that I do, or the one of the newest things that I was introduced to that I like in the last like five or six years is Chaos. I haven't listened to that. Oh yeah, um, like K dash OS. I think I got that from you, Mitch. Yeah, I think I think I got Probably that from you too, Mitch. Yeah, and I really enjoyed. I, really I paid him for it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I and I paid chaos for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, you know, kind of going along with this uh, this a tribe called Quest and De La Soul um, trend. <laughs> yeah. What you can't see, Mitchell, is that every time Joey gets the urge, he's doing, he's molesting the microphone, um, <laughs> which he just did for some reason. That made him do that with his mouth. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're, we're well, we're metaphorically well, filleting Q-tip. Well, this is yeah. Quest, I mean, so. this is related. To, <laughs> this is just related to the hustle and the tropical quest. Is a handsome boy, my handsome boy, my life. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, I'm surprised you didn't yeah, say yeah. that, but. You know, um, Grace, Grayson, who's a mutual friend of mine, and um, Mitchell's, he introduced me to that a, f- a few years back. Prince Paul and Dan the Automator side project right. really good. They had two Which albums. I mean, we should we should say Prince Paul and Dan the Automator were huge, huge, huge toward the development of the artists we just listed in our top. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I really have enjoyed that a good bit. And um, then the goats were a really. Fun. Yeah, I'd never heard of the goats, but you you turned me on to them. They're yeah. pretty good too. It's, yeah, they were really unique, and I actually saw Mitch. I think we saw the goats for the first time together, didn't we? We made love to the goats. The <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you're talking about the band? Uh, I don't know. Did, where, no, that's made, you mean, no, what, what you meant to say is we made love with the goats. <laughs> with the goats. We grew up in a small town. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had to lose your virginity somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so no, we went we went and saw we went and saw the Bad Brains in Winston Salem at mm. the um, what's that place called? At Ziggy's. At Ziggy's, we went and saw. Yeah, the, I was there. We went and saw the Bad Brains, and then we were like heard about some band called the Goats that was opening for them, and and we'd never heard of them, and they turned out to be just absolutely incredible, and they 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 had all the traditional like rock band instruments, <laughs> but were. Uh, like and they're they're very much yeah. of that same. They give me the same feeling as the Tribe Called Quest or De La Soul do. They're kind of more jazz based than some other stuff. I mean, definitely diggable like early nineties kind of what diggable planet. Uh, diggable yeah, Plans. diggable planet. Yeah, yeah, that same. If you like them, the goats. I didn't know about them, and I don't think they're that well known. But check them out yeah, if you like some of this other stuff. As a matter of fact, Arrested Development played at that same Lollapalooza as Rage Against the Machine. No shit. Yeah, that's right. That, it did. that was a great Lollapalooza. I, I heard about it. I it didn't was, go. But it, it was, it was, it was really good. It was, it yeah, wasn't that like Rage, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden? Smashing Pumpkins were there too, weren't they? Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. That, that was the first Smashing one. Smashing Pumpkins yeah. weren't there. Yeah, it was Pearl Jam's first album. What was that? Ten. Ten. Yeah. And then it was um, uh, Alice in Chains, Ministry. That's right. Uh, Jesus and Mary Chain, were they there that year? 
Was that the Grand I think Jesus and Mary. Nine Inch Nails were there, too. Nine Inch Nails yeah. was there. Um... L7. Just a ton of bands that aren't relevant anymore. That's what? cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too young to even appreciate them all. Actually, the last Pearl Jam album was really pretty good. I don't know if anybody knows that. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be a bird. That came out around Thanksgiving. Um, but, so let me finish up my list. So I like the ghosts. They were... They were really good and they they did talk about pot a little bit too much for me and that was my only complaint with them but i did enjoy their music and then de la soul i enjoyed and a trap called quest was my number one. Oh, i thought ll cool j would be your number one well you were talking about the goats and you know he had that song out called Goat. yeah he was the greatest of all time no, Tribe Called Quest would be my favorite hip hop, and and Low in Theory was the first album I had, and that that really brings back like uh, uh, high school memories. And yeah, the Night Marauders is incredible. So well, you get to kick off the next list, which enough, is enough of that. bands whose only old stuff is what you like. Yeah, I only like their um, old stuff. Well, you can interpret we'll, we'll it how do. you want. You can do that. Okay, yeah, we'll go into that okay, next. Yeah. <clears throat> bands whose old stuff I only like. All right, well, one of my favorite bands is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, and I I, I must say that I, I I pretty much I mean I hate to not be in support of the band because the stuff I have heard of the, theirs over the past few years I think it sounds like good music, and I think I would like it, but I just I just got I just kind of moved on to other things, but I really love everything. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers self-titled album all the way up through like um, Mother's Milk. I like Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but that's kind of when you know I only like their it, old. That's stuff. interesting because I don't know if anybody else that I don't think anybody else that I know only likes that stuff before Blood Sugar Sex Music. I, most people would say I only like their old stuff, which is Blood Sugar Sex Music. Most people don't magic. even know. Yeah, Sex right, Magic. Magic. Uh, most people don't even know that they Magic had albums you. before that. It's music. It they? Was, they were more funk-based before that, right? So, yeah. yeah. They were kind of like funk and, and punk, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, and Blood Sugar Sex Magic was kind of... It, they changed their sound a lot. Like, it, it, you, could really tell it was kind of, you could tell it was kind of morphing, and I think that's just the natural thing that happens with bands, you know? And, yeah. I wonder um, if they got a new producer, because that album really is distinctly different. Well, they, they used George Clinton on some of those early albums as yeah, their they, producer. Yeah. yeah. Didn't Rick Rubin uh, actually uh, produce uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Yeah, I think yeah, he, he did. did. I think so. I mean, that guy turns shit to gold. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of shit, <laughs> unplug your mic and plug it back in. We're going to let Spencer keep talking. You sound like Tron. Fuck, dude. You sound like Auditune. You sound like Kanye. You sound like, you know that scene You know that scene in The Matrix where he gets sucked into The Matrix and his voice goes all digital? That's what yeah. it sounds like right now. Interesting. Um, so my, that was my number one Red Hot, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers of, of bands whose old stuff I only like. Um, the second one was that I listed that, that came to mind was Green Day. Um, but, God, Rick Rubin's been eating. Look at him, he's fat now. God. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Yeah. Sorry. Right. The, Sorry. Second, the second band I listed was Green Day because they came to mind because I, I really... Yeah, mm -hmm. say, is, do you agree with that one, Mitch? 
Yeah, I would say it, definitely, yeah. Because um, I really enjoyed um, 10,029 Smoothed Out Slappy Hours and Kerplunk. Yeah, and, good albums. And then um, I, mean, I, had, I had some friends who were like, who I was trying to turn on to Green Day at that time, and they were like, yeah, they're okay or whatever, and I was like, these guys are, you know, really going to be really popular. They're really good <laughs> yeah. or whatever, and they were like, I, I don't know, and then they came out with... Dookie, Dookie, yeah. Dookie. And then they just exploded. And They're almost uh, just unrecognizable now from those They're early completely albums. unrecognizable. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I really I really did enjoy Green Day a lot. And then third on the list is Jane's Addiction. Hmm. Um, like, and, I, and, I, and this is a note that I had on here about Jane's Addiction is I saw it on your website, Joey, where you said in... Dedication. Uh, dedica- you dedicated a playlist to Jane's Addiction getting back together with the original lineup. Right. Yeah. And the first song you listed was Kettle Whistle, which that's not a, a, a song from the original lineup. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. What What album was it? It's on? the wasn't on an album. Yeah, it, it, it's on Kettle Whistle, the greatest hits album they came out with. But it was a song they only played live in the, only in the early days. Well, that was him trying to act right. like he knows. This was you've just provided him with the perfect opportunity to prove that he really does like their old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kel well, was, I never heard it. Kel Whistle was a well-known um, song. The, the version that they played on that greatest hits album. <laughs> why he, the great the version they put on that greatest hits album? I think Flea played on that version of it, but the the version that they recorded uh, that was live that they never recorded was always done with the original lineup. It's one of their oldest songs, actually. So. Well, I just can't. I, I just ha- I mean. I, I, I listen to their newer albums, and I just have I just cannot get into them. And like the re the remakes of the older songs, they just don't they just don't do they it. Don't for me. I think feel like they overdid them. Now. I'd say seeing them the original lineup live was awesome. It was it was really good. I bet it was. So um, James Addiction, we all, we did five of these, right? Okay, I have two more. Smashing Pumpkins, same thing, like um, Ooh, yeah. G- Gish and um, Gish and uh, Siamese Dream. And at Siamese Dream, you know, Smashing Pumpkins got really gigantic, and I, I, um, which I, I liked Siamese Dream a lot, but I kind of lost interest after that. Yeah. And once again, I have a lot of their stuff after that. Yeah. Which I, it is good, but I've just had a hard time digesting all of it, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, and then number five for me, which uh, my order is not necessarily right here, but number five is Rancid, um, mm. which likes Rancid. didn't you guys talk about? You guys must have talked about Rancid on the other. Talked about the most recent album, and it's just absolute shit. I believe it. So so the first two albums of Rancid, I think, are like by far the best on the self-title. No. Yeah, the first one is called Rancid, and then Let's Go was after yeah, that. Yeah. And Which one had Ruby Soho on it? That's, that's like the, the one third one. That's Out Come the Wolves. Out Come the Wolves, and I just did That's it. when they really, like, they were not, getting airtime on the radio and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I did not like so, it. I yeah. didn't like it. Really? Well, well, I mean, he, uh, what's his name? Tim, Tim Armstrong. Tim Armstrong, yeah. Yeah, he, he, produced, uh, he produced some songs for Pink, dude. He did. He, he, he just had an <laughs> album come out in 2008 called A Poet's Life, and it's really good, but it's like reggae. Basically. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, I think. Don't you think though that I mean, and not to get too sidetracked, but don't you think that it's it's a it's a delicate balance with, uh, you know, um, commercial success and finally not being poor all the time, 
and then you can't be punk anymore. Well, you can't. And then producing, and then but producing, you know, I mean, radio play generates ticket sales, generates this and that. The business of music, a lot of times, screws up the art of it. You know. But you know what, man? I mean. Mitchell, if you ever like get the opportunity to get really huge and make a lot of money off of your music, I don't blame you one bit, man. Yeah. I, like, I think if, if keep up the doodling, because <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't work out, which it won't work out, there's a great song by, uh, by La- <laughs> there's a great song by Lagwagon called Know It All that talks about the guy who listens only to college radio and whenever the band gets big, he hates them and and uh, it sucks when the band starts making money and can actually afford to eat food and. There's have a, a lot, to live and yeah, stuff. There's a lot of punk rock songs about about like people selling out or people like not not like shunning bands because they yeah. got, got popular. You know, it's not really that. Which cool. is the whole sort of nature of the I don't like their old stuff right. list. But right. Well, I mean, there's a, Ben Falls has a great song uh, called Coffee, and it's talking about how now that he's rich, he gets free coffee. But when he was poor, <laughs> he, he needed it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. It's like the, the contradiction there anyway yeah. the irony i guess sorry well the the thing that the thing with rancid that is for me a little bit something that irritated me about rancid was when they put when they came out with that first album like it was, so it was post operation ivy um and we were big operation ivy fans and that's when i lived in richmond virginia and for the one semester i went to vcu and Rancid came, and we had their album, and Grayson and I decided to go down and see Rancid play. And they were coming through, and it was at a really small little club called Twi- Twisters, I think. I forget where it was. And um, we went down to see them, and it was small enough to where the band was just, like, hanging out mm-hmm. there, you know, so you could, you know, they were touchable, you know, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We could stalk them up close. You could just blade them someone, right there. Someone just did something to the microphone just then. Yeah. Um, but that guy Tim was a complete dick to us. We were Grayson and I were out in front of the club, and he was standing there, and you know, people were asking him questions and whatnot. And and one of us said, "So, are you, are, do you guys still play any of the Operation Ivy songs?" Yeah. And his response was, um, "I've got a new band now. It's called Rancid." And even though we continued to like the music, it, we didn't like that we liked it. Yeah, it does was, suck to have that. Such a and, but maybe but you, I feel like some of that had to come from. There's a, a, there a history too of like of how that how Operation Ivy no longer became Operation Ivy, and I think a lot of that had to do with probably being tired of it. Yeah, it was a bad breakup, and so it it was separated. I understand bands being that way, but then, like, Smashing Pumpkins recently, Billy Corgan was like, we're not playing any of our old hits. I'm like, dude, this is what, like, your fans like, and I'm cool with you playing new stuff, but don't completely shun your your hits, you know? Blueprint 3, Jay-Z says, if you want my my old stuff, buy my old albums. Well, that's true, but still, if I'm coming to see you live, like... I've supported you. Don't don't completely turn your back on me as a play fan. One song. I, play know. one old song, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I, I think it would be awesome to hear people sing a song that you wrote over and over again with you every night. <laughs> That's something I'm yearning for. To be <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you have stuff that keep writing. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
Twisting in the wind. I'm taking my fucking CD back. I wake up every morning for the past two months. I, every morning I've woke up singing Twisting in the Wind, and I'm not shitting you on that. And I don't know why. I guess I dream about you every night. I don't really know what the deal is, but. Maybe I, I dream about you. That is a good morning. song. Twisting in the good. Wind is a really good song. And and Joey sings it well. Yeah, I'm going to do a cover version of it. So <laughs> with, with me. Yeah. All right, who's next? Oh, are they? Uh, I've got, okay, I'm going to go. Did you finish your list? Who, me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number, number five for me is Jay-Z. And it's just because I really haven't given any of his newer stuff much of a listen. Um, the album before this one that just came out, I did not like it all. Kingdom um, Come. Kingdom Come. I just felt like it was just like he was trying too hard or something. But And, and I'm not a huge Jay-Z fan, but I, like, I do like his older stuff. Number four is this podcast. <laughs> um, I feel it like was we're really good. good. First like, five like episodes. Episode, we peaked at the one with the book burning, and now it's been downhill ever since yeah. then. Um, number three, and this one, I have to temper this one a little bit. I have to uh, qualify it. Um, Radiohead. I only say this because Radiohead, you know, they, they came out with their first couple albums, and after OK Computer, they changed their sound to this more experimental style with Kid A and um, Amnesiac. And I appreciated that they did that, and I really was glad that they were trying new stuff, but I didn't get into the music very much. They never got, they, they continued to try new stuff, and it wasn't a phase. So, right, know. right. It was just completely, I was like, and I found myself being that guy that was like, oh, I hope they come out with OK Computer too, you know. But, yeah. I, but I did appreciate that they tried new stuff, but it all worked out in the end because they kind of, mixed the sounds from OK Computer and uh, Amnesiac, the experimental stuff, and came out with In Rainbows, which is one of my favorite albums by them. And so, And Tom York's solo album kind of sprang out of some of that experimental stuff, which is, it's awesome too. Yeah. Um, number two is Smashing Pumpkins. After Melancholy and Infinite Sadness, Siamese Dream is like one of That's the albums. That's the turning I point. Right. Because we haven't really gotten to that. A little bit with Spencer, but there's, there's the Turning Point album. Yeah. Where that's the end, and and everything after that sucks. Well, well, for him, it was for Spencer. It was Siamese Dream, which right. Siamese Dream is one of the only albums on the planet I can listen to from start to finish and not get bored with at all. That's awesome. um, but then Melancholy and Infinite Sadness came out when I was in high school, so I have like these memories tied to it, and I like a lot of the music on there. Mm -hmm. um, and, but then after that, I just didn't, I didn't buy any more of their albums after that. It just didn't. Didn't I don't know why. And the new album, I bought the newest album, and it was just, it's just awful. It, um, wasn't Melancholy a double album? Yes, it's double album. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was I was in college when that came out, and really was amazed at the production quality and the and the songwriting and arranging. But right. it was just too much, you know. It's a it's a gluttonous feast. Like save some of that shit, man. Your career's got to last for a while. Yeah. It, well, if I wasn't if I wasn't in high, it was like my fuck that. Billy Billy Corgan's dating Jessica Simpson right now. Yeah, dangerous. For it. Yeah. Um, obviously, like. If, it was like my senior year of high school album. Like, I have those albums from my senior year of high school that are just like, I remember that. It dates that time, and I, I don't think if I had that those sort of memories from it, maybe I wouldn't like the album as much. But it does go over the top a little bit. I think it's probably one and a half CDs worth of good stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's I just agree. got, you know. But, I mean, look, at didn't he, didn't he sell out, like, a week at the Orange Peel in Asheville last yeah. year? Yeah, I saw him twice at that. It was I went once. years ago, and Groove went with me. And, and those shows were pretty awesome, I thought. I mean, even though right. it wasn't the full band, like, 
it was pretty, and mostly it was incredible to see him up close, and he was sort of writing songs on the spot and doing them, and what, it was just cool. Wasn't he like, I, I remember hearing... He was trying to be a stand-up comic as well. What? He was trying to tell jokes. I, I remember hearing all this stuff about about Gish, and that he had written all the songs and all the parts for all the instruments and he actually played all the album i heard that he played all the instruments that's Simon's dream he uh, uh, according to him he recorded all the parts on Simon's dream and the rest of the band had very little to do with it and he's very reluctant to give credit to anybody else now i'll say that james eha the the guitarist which has had a major falling out with him i've seen him live and he's just an awesome guitarist so i don't see I, I don't know. I mean, I don't disbelieve him, but Billy Corgan's kind of full of shit. And if you want a good laugh, follow him on uh, Twitter. On Twitter, is it? He just spouts out the most stupid fucking pseudo spiritual bullshit on there. He he's just compl- become a com- or he's always been, I guess, a complete ass. But I do love his music. It's one of my favorite bands. And number one is U2. I've touched on this before. The most recent U2, I'm a huge U2 fan. The most recent U2 albums, I gave them a chance. The the newest one I have, I just deleted it off my iTunes. It was just fucking Not awful. Bad. It was just terrible, man. It's disappointing, but... Get um, on your boots. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. Did you guys see that one Simpsons episode where that had the Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. He's like, Homer meet... It's where yeah, Homer Smashing gets Pumpkins shot smiling. out of the cannon. Or, or yeah. Homer's on the... On the yeah, I'll all lose it. Was, yeah. I think he gets all lose it because he does... He gets Homer Palooza is what it was. Homer yeah. Palooza, and, and he meets Billy Corgan, and he goes... Homer goes up to him, and he goes, Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. And Homer goes, Homer Simpson, waiting patiently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good episode. Uh, I mean, I thought Darcy was so hot when I was in high school, too, the bassist. I thought she was hot. The woman bassist. Yeah, it's it so cool, man. She had the silver pants on in the uh, Rocket video. It's yeah. like, man. Have you said yours yet? No, I haven't. You um, saved the best for last. Like, yeah. Well, Mitchell's the last one, so. No, uh, Mitchell started. Oh, uh, Mitchell? No, I didn't do, a, I didn't um. do a, one of these. Oh, you Before. didn't? Well, yeah. then I'll finish it off. Um, oh, you didn't do one at all? I hadn't done any of the... Uh, you, I don't like their old stuff. You yeah. like everybody's stuff all the time, all of it. No, I've got, I've got some, but you, I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to fork it if we're running long. Well, we're running long. We're running long no matter what. So fuck it. <laughs> this is no time. Yeah, but we still problem. got like half the episode. Yeah. You going to Garrett Groove? You want me to go? I'll go, and then you go. You finish that one up, and then Joey will start the next one. Um, I've got three for I only like their old stuff. Number one is Dave Matthews Band, and the the one that that turned it for me was um, uh, Every Day. Um, they got the new producer and they dropped Steve Lily White and sucked balls ever since. Um, the other another one is G Love, and I'd say that the Hustle is probably. It's not good at all. And before that, everything before that's good. And Did you uh, listen to Lemonade? No, I haven't. That's no. a that's a that's a I'm, I'm G Love is one of my top five artists of all times. And I would definitely suggest you listen to Lemonade. It's pretty fucking good. That's post hustle? Yes. Okay. Well, my favorite one is that it's that easy, I think, in that one. That's got yeah, Stepping Stone on it. Stepping Stone's a great yeah. song. The, um, yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. We could go on and on about G-Love forever, but that's just whatever. Um, and I'd say Kanye came out with one good CD, 
And that was a college dropout. Everything yeah. after that sucked, but college dropout is awesome, in my opinion. So, uh, But he's still riding on that fame from that first album, yeah. <laughs> getting in trouble. That's all for me. You go ahead, Mitchell. Okay. Um, for me, let's see. The BC Boys, we already talked about that. Um, I, uh, I have uh, the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we talk about Black Eyed Peas. You've heard enough of that, right? Bridging the gap yeah. is awesome, and everything now sucks. I got a feeling. I, I, like, I like behind the front. I thought bridging the gap was good. Yeah. Uh, I personally, I would fuck. Uh, uh, fuck Fergie. You would fuck I, Fergie. I love. I love Fergie. I you so put a fucking bag on her head, maybe, but <laughs> two bags in case one comes I, off. I, I'm in love with Fergie. Other than that, I think I think everything they've done since is sellout bullshit. Although I did enjoy Will I Am solo album. It had some interesting points. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought. There was I didn't even know he had a solo album. He, he sampled ELO, man. That was. Oh uh, yeah, I, that's another. ELO was gonna be ELO. one of my yeah. albums that I was ashamed to have. Really? <laughs> I love ELO, man. I just got there. I bought ELO because I was trying to get what is the ensemble band that um, they all stand in robes and they sing together. Uh, what is yeah. that? Polyphonic Spree. Spree. I went in, I had heard one Polyphonic Spree song and I was like, wow, that's really good. So I went into the CD store and bought Electric Light Orchestra because I just saw the picture and I was like, oh, that's probably them. And I, I'm so you disappointed. Who does that? My mom does that. My mom does that. She bought a Mariah Carey CD for my sister because title? she thought, oh, I didn't know the name of the band. Didn't know the name of the band thank you my mom th- was buying mariah carey for my sister she bought her the cars because the fucking the woman the blurry picture on the front of the woman in the car looked like mariah carey she also my sister my sister my sister asked for for tina for for tina turner no for tanya tucker one one christmas and my mom bought her tina turner now that we're getting to the holidays now that we're getting to the holidays because my mom, my mom was trying to buy sheet music for my nephew, and she was trying to buy him Jack Johnson. But there's apparently more than one Jack Johnson, and <laughs> she was she called she wanted to call me. She's like, "Do you remember that time I bought Carol?" Wait, wait, wait. She had to buy sheet music for Jack Johnson. Yeah, he hey, hey, he's he's le- I know he's learning how to play guitar, but he's I actually guided her away from that. Because I was like, listen, he probably learned that just by listening to it. So yeah, he yeah, by himself. Yeah, if he, can't, he doesn't need to play the guitar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along, Mitchell. Uh, you got uh, any more? Uh, Weezer is a band. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah. you want to destroy my sweater. I saw them live. They're Weezer really good. Really good. Yeah, so. I saw a Weezer tribute band. I actually played after a Weezer tribute band last weekend. That was special. Yeah. Um, the Chili Peppers. Uh, my, my friend and Spencer's friend, Avery, uh, is the first person who gave me the I only like their old stuff speech about the Chili Peppers <laughs> at Lollapalooza, yeah. but it was about being I, I've heard pissed it, off at all the people who, who said I only like their old stuff even though they knew they loved Under the Bridge. So it was a great yeah. soliloquy. I can't remember it all now, but the Chili Peppers are definitely one of the top, uh, top I only like their old stuff. And, and somebody I have on here who I, I hate to say because I know it's not cool, but... Uh, I said Dave Matthews. Beck is a, an artist who... Why is that not cool? I love Beck. I, but it, to say I only like his old stuff, I, I, I kind of like some of his new stuff, but it just doesn't have the staying power as his Guerra. old stuff. I love Guerra. Uh, Guerra, Guerra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, Guerra was good, but like the information was just hard. and I didn't listen to that, guilt. so I haven't listened to it. Yeah. 
Guero was cool the first five times I heard it, but I was working at the summer camp when it came out, and it was being played in every single fucking, every activity, and by the end of the day, the first day, I was like, okay, I'm done with this, but... Midnight Vultures was the tipping point for me. That was a great album. Yeah, I love that album. I just... After that, Deborah, album. come on now. Deborah, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love that album. With you just, everything sister. after that has been less for me. You know? I think her name's Deborah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Okay, well, jo- Joey's gonna kick us off with the top five uh, music-related movies. Now, these can be music documentaries, uh, Whoa, fictionalized biopics. Yeah, this is the three. No, it's not. No, no, that was we in the top it. five. It's not, it's not top five. It's just music documentaries. We were just going to talk about music documentaries. Uh, well, give your top five. Oh, or okay. your top your top few. The number one that stands uh, out. Uh, three on three. Let's see. Right. Yeah, we're not on three on three. Uh, documentaries. Well, Mitchell brought this up as to whether we actually like them or not. I do like music documentaries in general. I like, um, I don't know. The, the Stop Making Sense is a concert documentary. I mean, a concert. It's a concert. Yeah, thing. Yeah. So I, I like that. Some talking Heads, really good. Um... Oh, Gimme Shelter, this Rolling Stones documentary about um, when the Hells Angels rioted and killed somebody at their show in the 70s is pretty pretty awesome to watch. You can catch that on VH1 often. Or Netflix. Um, the Monterey Pop Festival documentary Check is really good from the 60s. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, where, that's where the show makes its money. What about you, Gary? What you got? Well, I was, yeah, I had Talking Heads, Stop Making Sense, John Mayer, Where the Light Is, The Flaming Lips, uh, The Fearless Freaks, and I would say my favorite music video is The Presence of the United States of America, uh, the Peaches video. Yeah, yeah, not only does it have ninjas in it, it but it's got peaches, peaches and pies. It's got peaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's peach. We know how much you love fucking peaches, I know. Well, I mean, I love eating peaches. I've never tried fucking a peach. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it, though, the way that you have to try it. Yeah, what you slurp on. Okay. People, your people your opinion? Weed. People smoke weed out of fruit. You know, well, we were going to talk about the, the American Family. What is it? The the Jackson Family movie? Oh, yeah, the Jackson biopic. Yeah. Um, is that any good? That is oh, the best the, ever. The Jackson's What the American fuck are you family? talking about? It's horrible. It's awesome. It's a miniseries. It's horrible. It's, it's awesome. Great. The guy from Lawrence Hilton Jacobs is, is Joe Jackson? Come on, now, huh? Lawrence Hilton Jacobs from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter is the father. Angela, isn't Angela Bassett the mom? Angela yeah, Bassett is. is the mom, yeah. She is emoting as the mom. Too. She is acting. But come on now, that when he when he finally does his uh, moonwalk at the uh, the Motown 25th anniversary show on that, it's just fucking awesome. Yeah. That's one of those. That's one of those movies. You ever, you ever have one of those movies that no matter when you like flip to the the cable access channel that's showing it, it's always it's on. Always yeah. in, it's always in the same place. And for me, yeah. the, Jackson, the Jackson movie is always where, like, I don't know, Tito or one of them is, like, fighting, and Angela Bassett comes around, yeah. and I'm like, my boys don't fight! Is that the, and the scene following that is where Joe Jackson makes him move the center blocks from one side of the yard to the other, and then he comes home from work, and he says, all right, now move him back? That scene uh, demoralizes maybe. me every time. Makes me feel so bad for that kid. There was a move cinder blocks all day. The Temptations miniseries that was actually pretty good too. So. <laughs> What's your so? What do you feel about document? Since you came up with the topic, what do you feel about music documentaries? Yeah, you must have something to say about it. Well, see, it's not 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 so much documentaries, but the music biopic. You know, we I cannot stand. I mean, like 
Because yeah, is that because you don't like how yours was portrayed? Your story? <laughs> You're right. I thought that the choice of Jack Black as me was <laughs> a really bad choice. But, uh, uh, no, I mean, I just hate, I hate music biopics. It's like seeing somebody, I mean, I don't understand why people want to, to watch them. I mean, and I mean, I've seen, you know, uh, what's the one? Well, you Johnny watched Cash. it. I, I, mean, the line. I, I thought Walk the Line was okay. Walk the Line was awesome, man. But I, but I just, they bore the shit out of me because it's like, you know how it's going to end. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, you know knew the Titanic was going to sink, too. No, you didn't. Well, that is, and I hated <laughs> the fucking Titanic. <laughs> uh, I, I like the word fuck, if you can't tell. That's one of my favorites. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch Ray because it looked like boring to me, but I, I like the doors. The doors is well, good. the doors is an exception. I love the doors and I love Walk Hard. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I've seen that. God, I turned that movie off halfway through. Well, I, I love seeing male genitalia on screen, and so that's why I liked it so much. There were a lot of cocks in that movie, but um, other than that, I mean, I just, I'm just not and a big what? fan of music. Walk Hard, Stewie Cox story. Yeah. Yeah. How about Notorious? Anybody see that? I saw that in the theater. <laughs> was it good? Yeah, of course it I was good. I want to see that. It was like, uh, it Notorious. Was, if you had listened to Ready to Die, you knew everything that was going to happen in that movie, <laughs> basically. But as like Mikey said, he didn't think it was that good, but he was glad it was made. Yeah. You know, so. So, but what about real documentaries, Mitchell? Do you like real documentaries about Do you go home at night and watch Behind the Music? I do. I, 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 I picture myself in the in the lead singer role of every every one of the bands. Um, you better I like. I voice. love. I love like we jam Econo, Spencer. We went and saw that together. I, 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 yeah, I do like. Good. I like music documentaries a lot. Actually, I, I I just watched one on IFC the other night. They have uh, Music Tuesdays, and um, they they just showed uh, the, about the Wetlands Club in uh, New York. And like the how it started and how it ended and all this stuff and, and I really like music documentaries, but the biopic where you have you know Jamie Fox plays Ray Charles just it doesn't do it for me you know just can't do what it do, <laughs> you know, but that's just me. Okay, well, moving on to the second half of the show. Two hours in, we've got uh, we're going to start out with what's the hype? No, what were you what you've been listening to? Oh yeah, you that's what it what have you been listening to, Jack? I've been listening to Sharam's uh, Sh solo album, which is called Get Wild. Sharam uh, mm -hmm. is half of Deep Dish, which is one of my favorite house production groups. And uh, he's got the, one of the really good songs on it. It features Kid Cootie, Kid Cuddy. Kid Kid Cuddy. Uh, Kid Cuddy is rapping on it, which Kid Cuddy yeah, sounds yeah, a lot like. What, 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 that's Kid Cudi. Okay. Yes. He sounds you like Kanye know. a lot, but he's kind of nerd rapper, sort of. I don't know, but uh, Sharam is an awesome producer. If you like house music at all or electronic music, you probably like him, Mitchell. Um, I'll that, check it out. Yeah, I've got some deep dish stuff. So. Their their album um, "Georgia's On" is really good. It's got that remix of Stevie Nicks song "Dreams" and stuff on it. But that's what you listen to. What about you, Greg? What you been listening right. to? Yeah, in prepping for this uh, episode, I've been listening to the Oatmeal Conspiracy. In the package? Comes with the package? Part of the package. Part of the package. Handling packages? Come in your package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been listening to six songs, and, uh, and it's funny because um, Joey and Spencer were talking about their favorite song being Bumblebee, oh, but yeah. I like tracks two and six. 
I don't know the names of the songs because I didn't get a liner notes. Well, he likes springs. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you, uh, it's kind of funny, and I, I, I appreciate that because tracks two and six are my favorite two tracks. Oh, really? That and, was not uh, discussed prior. Kind of the, kind of, yeah, I mean, they're the band's favorite two tracks, too. Number six particularly is a... Is a, a big favorite of mine. What's the name of it? Well, now I do have to say with this. What's number two? Everywhere I go. Oh, see, I like Whoa as well. It's one of my other favorite one off of there. Oh, okay. Whoa, we got that. We got them all covered now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that for those of you listening, I I I tried to listen online. I was watching some YouTube videos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It, it sounds the CD sounds a lot better when I get to listen to it on something other than my computer speakers, and I know that that's pretty uh, that's pretty standard with any music you're listening to. But I guess that's a plug or a suggestion to actually get the CD and listen to it because I could actually hear it. I guess when I wasn't listening to it on the Just computer. Just listen to it on a good good sound system. Yeah, listen to it on a Mac. Go see him live. Go see him live. That would be my yeah. Idea. If you live in Raleigh, go go see him live. Yeah, well, and, and, but I, I mean, I, obviously, uh, we're friends. We're all friends here, and, and I do appreciate the the plugs you guys give us on. I only like their old stuff, but uh, we're proud. We are proud of the, the record, and I'm glad you got to finally listen to it because I heard a couple of times when Joey talked about it. I heard you say you, you check out some stuff online, so I definitely am glad you have a copy now to enjoy. Hopefully, yeah. That's well, really I mean, I, I really have been listening to it all week and this is my christmas music time of the year so it says a lot that i haven't switched back to my christmas music radio station during Sweet. this week yeah and if you want to see what it's like if you want to if any of the listeners want to see what it's like to to, to be on a on a tour with the you know, conspiracy <laughs> you can go to you can go you can go to my website which is called effort.tv well, we haven't stroke, mentioned that stroke, yet. I was doing the yeah. microphone. Yeah, and sorry. There's a, and there's a video there called the uh, what's it, what was it called? Rest stop the road rest, trip. The rest stop. The rest stop tour. The rest stop tour. The rest stop tour. Because I, I I was fortunate enough to go ride with those guys up to Harrisonburg, Virginia, from Raleigh, and the bladders in that car did, did not <laughs> you guys are uh, this is bladder. a commercial for C. Alice someone needed to <laughs> either s- stop and pee or stop and smoke cigarettes or both like every 10 minutes so we yeah. we actually saw it we wanted to see every rest stop between Raleigh and Harrison. <laughs> And they're all, they're all, we, we, we started to call the band Swollen Prostate. It's a good album, man. People need to go out and check it out and, and buy it and <laughs> then spreading the word around. Because I think a lot, I mean, people with a lot of different musical tastes could get into it. It's I'll tell you the cool truth, song. Mitch. I, I really like part of, part of the package, but I, as an album, I, I thought uh, Friends and Family was a lot better. Ooh, only really? likes your old stuff. He only likes your old stuff. I only likes your old stuff. I, friends That's of- funny. You're one of the few people that has ever said that. I mean, we're we we really like part of the package, and I guess the next record we're, we're actually recording another EP, another six songs, maybe eight, uh, for release this spring, and and it's it's going to be probably a little more of a mix of the two. There may be. I think there's going to be some instrumental songs on this. I know Joey, you like some of the. I prefer instrumental. Know. Yeah, we're I want to hear you sing. Uh, that means don't sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's 
some more instrumental on there. Yeah. <laughs> so my my so, two favorite songs by you guys is still uh, Shady Shack and Twisting in the Wind. that's what I'm so. saying. But I do love the new album a lot. So. And Steven was on the same album, right? It's Steven's on... Steven's on, yeah. That's, that's the track family. that we're huge in, in Germany. So. Okay, we're losing listeners. Moving on to um, what what was the thing that we were... T- oh, what are you listening to right Wait, now, Mitchell? Yeah. Uh, shit, that was a big uh, you talking about me or... Uh, you. I'm, li- I'm listening to a, a local band called I Was Totally Destroying It. Um, oh, shit. I see posters for that all over town. Yeah. And that's very, the coolest band cool name band. ever. No, yeah, the, the music's pretty fun. Um, what genre? It's, buzzy, it's a buzzy college rock, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, uh, I'm listening to, the, to that, the new Mike Doty album. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. For... Soul Coughing. Uh, and... It's great. Uh, I, really? I eat yeah. through a lot of music, so... Um, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, the Dr. Dog album, too, keeps uh, I keep coming back. Yeah. I just I actually played that as we were writing down our notes to prepare for this uh, this What's podcast. That? The the Dr. Dog. The funny thing yeah. is, a buddy of mine gave me the Dr. Dog CD. Uh, this must have been the last one because he gave it to me almost a year ago, and I was like, oh, that's nice, and I just threw it in the car because I thought it was rap. And uh, and and I wasn't wanting to listen to rap, you know. But Doctor Dog is like, okay, well, that's probably hip hop or something. And uh, and then it was like three months after that, I put it in, and I was like, whoa, this is not yeah. rap at all. So, Mitchell, yeah, that was one of my slow burn bands. We didn't really do that, but that was one of my slow. That's on. Burn. Coming that, up. That's coming up. Yeah, don't spoil it. Another yeah, hour. For, stay tuned. Next yeah. hour is going to be spoiler. Mitchell, Mitchell, we're going to be taking calls from listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell hacks me to new music all the time. He got me into Pigeon John, and um, we were promised Jetpacks, which was one of my picks for the week. When we, um, yeah. It's awesome. A uh, Scottish band that's just awesome. Did you get to see We Were Promised Still Jetpacks when they came to Raleigh? I didn't. I didn't notice. I didn't see that they were coming until like the day after the show. So I didn't. I didn't see them. They are so good. They remind me a lot of Sparta in, in a lot of ways. So I, I can see that. Yeah. It was as soon as I heard it, I thought it'd be something new. I thought Spencer would like it too. But yeah, I, lo- I love it. It's like it is like you. Joey's been freaking raving about them. Yeah. You made like the U two connection. They are kind of like U two with some Sparta thrown in. This guy. What have you been listening to? I've been listening a lot to. Uh, I I have a son, and uh, he's three, and he loves They Might Be Giants, so they just came out with a new album called Here Comes Science. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> we, we have, we all, and I know Mitch, your, Mitch's boys also like um, these albums, too, because they have kids' albums, and, and we're, like, a long time, you know, They Might Be Giants fans um, f- from way back. We like their old stuff, and... Um, They've got these kids' albums now. They've got Here Come the ABCs, Here Come the One Two Threes, which which my son absolutely loves. Yeah. Here Come Science just came out. He got it for his birthday in November, and it's awesome. It's really good because I spend a lot of time with him. We listen to that. It's song. nice to have stuff that's not uh, annoying to listen to with him, I guess. It's, that's what I, I'm glad that my girlfriend's kids like the Beatles because it's like I don't want to not yeah. listen to something like Sesame Street. I'm not, not going to listen to bullshit. So. Yeah, I refuse to listen to bullshit. Well, you would have, I mean, it's, uh, right, you should, it's you cool should to expose bullshit, kids. Because then your kids are gonna grow up wanting to listen to bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank and you. He like, and and he also, I mean, hanging out with him all the time, he likes 
some of the music that I that I like as well. Outside of the kids' he, music, he likes Bad Brains. He likes to listen to Bad Brains. Oh, um, he likes some of the the like rock stuff that I like. Um, one of the bands, just the I, I just wrote two bands down. Um, they might be Giants. Here comes Science because it's it's it is really good and it's educational even for older old people. Um, and there's a band that I've just really been enjoying since the summer. Or a group, a guy really called Austin Lucas. And he's I mentioned I heard that Joey, yeah. he's yeah, he's all, he's promoted by No Idea Records and he's bluegrass really, like country bluegrass and yeah. and apparently he came from some hardcore band and uh, he's just incredible and my son absolutely adores him. He asks for Austin Lewis <laughs> every day. And he sings it and he loves it. He really loves it, so and it's good. You know, you need so. to get you need to get him the Schoolhouse Rock album that they did a while back. That has it's all covers of the old Schoolhouse Rock ABC cartoon songs. It's got a Pavement on it, and Bismarck Key is on it. And Sweet. Um, I've, I've got that. I think. You have that. Yeah, and, uh, better than Ezra's on it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. He probably really liked that too. So. Yeah, cool. So, what about you, Mitch? Have you already said yours? I did. Yeah, that's over. That's over. Yeah, we're on the what's the hype? And my hype this week is the new Iron Man two trailer, which um, I, my girlfriend tweeted it the other day. I didn't even know it was out, and apparently her daughters have been watching it over and over again. And it looks like it's going to be awesome. I hope I hope the movie's going to be good. But I really like the first movie, and I don't know. It just looks really good. So yeah, I saw that yesterday. I thought it was looked pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I was a little worried about Mickey Rourke being in it because he's kind of hit or miss with me, but he looks like he's going to be a pretty good villain. So That's going to be a good movie. Yeah, Favreau's a good director, you know. I think he's going to do it right. Yeah, well, he stays true to, like, the comic book stuff without being too tied to it, you know, to where it just bogs it down. So. But, right on. Um, all right, so, Greg, what's your hype? The Holidays. I knew someone was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's lame, but... That's why I don't need to talk too much more about it, but I, I just finished up my first semester in school uh, and, and I'm just now getting a kickback and like enjoy. I've got, I got a uh, library card uh, last week and so I got to go and check out books and like, yeah, so I'm going to try to read for fun. The holidays have a much different meaning when you're in school and you get that. Vacation. Yeah, you get that vacation yeah. and I've got that and I just found out, I thought I was going back to school on the 5th. No. I'm going back on the 11th, so I'm going. I'm going from like really the 28th is when I finish the tour de force because I'm up here this weekend. I go to Knoxville at the start of the week, go on Christmas Day all the way to Somerville, South Carolina. So in 10 days, I will have driven 24 hours. Yeah, and um, and that's a big marathon. However, at the end of it, I've got like two weeks of disc golf. Video games and reading. So I'm gonna come up and play disc golf. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna be eating yeah. lots of just pastries like, yeah, and sausages. Yeah, ten foot subs. Now this is ten one foot subs. Continuous piece of bacon. I did. I bought my sister. We went into. We were in the mall the other day, Christmas shopping, and um, and I pride myself on being a pretty good shopper for Christmas gifts and. In the mall, there is an as seen on TV store, <laughs> yeah, and nice. I went nuts in that store. <laughs> I bought uh, Mackenzie's little sister, who is an avid 
drinker. The baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got her a uh, this this ice cube tray that um, the ice is the mold is dentures. So you you take the ice out and you put dentures in the drink, and um, like uh, I bought the bacon wave for my sister who loves bacon and loves cooking bacon. So she's got the bacon wave, and you know we <laughs> we bought a banana slicer. Even though Mackenzie was like, "Who the who are you gonna give this to? Who the fuck are you gonna give this banana slicer? It is a huge it's a huge mold, a huge plastic cock." <laughs> And it's one of those that you put, you know, you put the apple slicer on the apple and you just shove it down and it cuts slices of apples. Well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the banana. It looks, it's like a 12 inch cock and you just, you just push it down on top of a peeled banana and it, and it slices the banana. Oh, God. Have you ever heard that David Cross bit where he's talking about, you know, the egg wave, and he's talking about all the time that it'll take you if you save up all the time that that actually saved you at the end of your life, you know, death would be sitting there going, okay, take your 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the banana slicer does. All right, uh, so Spence, what's your hype? Um, well, to give a little bit of a, a story bef- to lead up to this, um, so Groove and, and Joe Easy and myself are, as you have probably gathered, we're all together in person live on the air and um and mitchell is back home the hype is that mitchell couldn't come (laughs) no the hype's not mitchell couldn't come but mitchell's away so anyway the three of us are at my uh my in-laws beach house in wilmington and we got here earlier and settled in and and uh just kind of hanging out we went to eat earlier and i noticed something when i went to the bathroom and <laughs> it was awesome. It was really awesome. And I, and I was trying to figure out what my hype was because I was like, what am I excited about right now? And what it is is you go in the bathroom, and this was here. I mean, no one's been in this house for, and I don't know who's the last person who was here, <laughs> but I have to assume it's the guest bathroom. So I'm only yeah. going to assume that it was my wife's brother that set the mirror up like this. But, um, Mitch, you know those... You know those mirrors that you get that like magnify, so you can like look at them and it's and, a vanity mirror. It's like vanity for, mirror, for so you can like yeah. putting on makeup and stuff. Yeah, yeah like you, like you can see your blackheads a lot better. Well, there's one there's one of those sitting on the back of the toilet, right? So you walk in there. So that your cock. Yeah, you walk. Yes, you walk in there, and what I did, I walked in there to take a piss, and I look in that mirror, and my dick like huge. <laughs> And I was like, "That's the hype right there." Yeah, the magnification here yeah. on your on your wiener. <laughs> somebody, nice. somebody just touched the microphone. <laughs> I wish we had the webcam on. Right yeah, this would be a so, video episode. Mitchell, what's your hype? Uh, um, uh, two quick ones. Uh, really nice socks. Uh, I recently <laughs> was gifted some nice smart wool socks. <laughs> and damn, damn, that's some comfort uh, and, and uh, just pleasantries. Yeah. Uh, so nice socks, especially working out at the Christmas tree lot. It's, it gets really cold, and I stand on I stand up a lot, so uh, I like nice socks. Also, um, I just checked out a bunch of the uh, Fables graphic novels. I don't know if you uh, guys I've read the first three of those. They're really good. Yeah. I've read the whole series of the Jack of Fables now, which are a little bit more hit and hit and miss than the others, but they're they're really fun, and and I, I just I love getting. Novels from the library and just 
reading for a couple hours. And have you have you read Walking Dead yet, Mitchell? I actually checked out three Walking Deads. You uh, are gonna. Order, but you're not. Gonna you need to go in order, bro. Yeah, you gotta go in order. But you're not really? gonna want to put it down. You will yeah, not you're not. You're not gonna be able to stop reading those until you you run uh, out of them to read. I'll, I'll go ahead and get the cue for the one. I've got number three, but I'll go ahead and get the cue and just read them in order. Yeah, yeah you gotta yeah, read that one in order. Those are my those are my hypes. So I'll just get back into reading <laughs> novels now that uh, the holidays are here. That's where I read. So yeah, yeah I just cool. checked out. Um, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, book one from the library. Really nice. yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. The art in that's so watercolory, it's a little bit difficult, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so not the hype. My not the hype is technology because technology is conspiring against me right now. I've, I've said before, I'm doing a surf kayaking movie, which I've worked on forever, and I got to where I was about to burn it to DVD. And my uh, my computer crashed, and come to find out, my hard drives are damaged, and it's just everything is fucked up. And so I'm waiting on that to get recovered, um, and I'm j I'm going to Plan B. But then I've had other things happen with technology this week that just it just disheartening. But so that's not the hype. That's my not the hype. Yeah. So what, what's what's your group? Oh, missing missing snow. Um, it started snowing when, um, when we were leaving Raleigh and apparently there's a shit ton of snow up in the mountains in Western North Carolina. And I just haven't been able to, uh, play in snow in a long time. And I was hyped that it was snowing, but I don't think it, I don't think it kept snowing in Raleigh anyway. So it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's raining now. Well, I was really hyped to, uh, to play it. They were playing it, but anyways. He wanted to stick his tongue to a, some kind of frozen pole. <laughs> That's what you're not like. Well, I guess my, one of my not the hypes is that my wiener really isn't that big. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, no, the, 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 first, the only thing that came to mind is a story that I told you the other day, Joey, about um, my wife and I were just at her sister's wedding, and it was really fun. Um, I decided to do some video work for the bride and groom. So through the all the meals and dinners and rehearsal dinner and all that kind of stuff that led up to the wedding and all the events, basically, I I was filming for those guys and I did a whole lot of work. And then at the wedding, I filmed and um, I was also hanging out with my son the whole time. And um, he was really needy during that during that event there was a lot of people you know people around that he didn't know so he wanted me to hold him all the time and after the wedding they were doing all the pictures and it was outside the outside of this this uh catholic church where they did and uh how long was the wedding if it was in a catholic church oh dude it was painful it was like it was like 45 minutes or something but it was like it seemed like 45 hours it, see, it was long it was really long. I, I don't know what they said up there. I don't, My, uh, really what, I don't know what that priest was talking about. He was a really nice. He was a really nice priest. Actually, a family member of the of the groom. But it was. Whew. Anyway, but um. That's awesome. But it was nice. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was really. It was really beautiful, and they were. They were. They. Were, they were wed. And you're you're getting married. You change your not the hype group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're filming outside. The, the photographers were taking pictures of them outside, and the sun was going down. It was really pretty, and it was nice photos. And it's on this lawn outside the church. And so my son's standing down there, and he was in some of the pictures. And then he walks up to me, and he's like, oh, "I, uh, 
he's like, pick me up, hold me. I pick, I pick him up, and we're, you know, everyone's dressed up. I'm in my suit. It's like the one suit I have. It's actually the suit I bought for my wedding. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's kind of special in that in that sense. And I pick him up, and his foot was covered in what I have now determined was cat shit. <laughs> and he, it smears all over my leg. That is the <laughs> ultimate, not the hype. Getting shit smeared all over the hype you. at all, man. And and so basically for the next like five hours. I mean, I washed it off, but you're not getting that off. And I smelled like cat shit for the entire reception. And I, was, and I had to go around and film people, because I told them I'd do it. I had to go around and film people at the reception. And, like, a couple people who I knew, I was, like, filming them. And I was like, hey, say something to the bride and groom, you know. And then you smell like cat shit. Yeah, and I was, like, told these one, this one couple, I was like, you guys, I smell like shit. I was like, I, I got shit all over me. And they were like, no, no, you don't. No, we don't smell anything at all. He doesn't have, he, he can't even smell that good. He doesn't smell anything. We don't smell anything. Yeah, well, he's not a good judge of it then. <laughs> yeah. He can't smell very yeah. good. But it was awful anyway, so yeah. that's it. What's uh, What's your not the hype, Mitch? Uh, my not the hype is Christmas trees and Christmas tree lot customers. Oh, oh man. With the exception of Groove. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> that's okay. It's the end of the... No, you were good. You were quick. You were easy. So your fa- your family owns a Christmas tree, tree lot, right? To set the like, like, most, like, like most of the girls I dated back in high school. Yeah. Um, Woo! Uh, zing! Zinger! Uh, we, uh, it's at the end of the it's at the end of the season. I'm a, I'm a co-owner in a couple of Christmas tree lots here in Raleigh. Yeah. It's the end of the season, and Spencer, who's, whose father used to be a Christmas tree impresario of Grayson County... Uh, he he's worked many a lot and knows how it gets just old. By the end of the season, you're just tired. You're grumpy. You want to get the rest of the trees sold and out of there and back home to your family. So it's just it's just uh, it's just wearing on me a little bit. So that's my not the hype. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to next week when we kind of shut things down. So Spencer and I were talking about people nickel and diamond us as far as art. So we're in the creative field. We we do you know video production and stuff like that, and nobody puts any value on any of that. Everybody says, "Well, oh, yeah. you know, we oh, well, I've got a video camera. Why are you charging me a thousand dollars to shoot my wedding or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Um, and Spencer was telling me about how people haggle with you on the Christmas tree lot and can't believe that yeah, that Christmas trees oh, yeah. cost that much. Christmas trees are just so like undervalued. They don't- they don't see it as they don't get it that I mean it's not for us but I mean I know when uh, when uh, Spencer's dad owned the lots you know that was their livelihood you know yeah. that was the one time a year they made all their money and I remember Spencer looking at this guy one time when I was working out there because basically he would pay me when I was in college to just stand out there and fart next to him and laugh for the most part <laughs> yeah. but uh, we would we would we out there I saw him look at this guy one day and go. Would you do you uh, do you do you ask for five dollars off your milk, your gallon of milk, when you go to the uh, <laughs> the grocery store or whatever? And the guy didn't really have anything to say to him, you know. This guy was struck blind or, or whatever, and that's always the analogy I use. Is like you don't go to you don't go to Belk and say I like this sweatshirt, but would you take twenty dollars instead of thirty five? You know. So yeah, that's uh, there's this this website that somebody sent me that's a. Uh, Nightmare stories from Grieve. You. you sent it to me, Grieve. Okay, let me give, give, yeah. give your for credit for sending me this yeah. website. But it's basically okay. nightmare stories of people in the graphic design and and uh, web design and video production field that stories of them having to deal with with rude customers that don't have any respect for their field. And one of them said, you know, about a lot of times people won't say, "Well, do something for me, and then if I like it, I'll pay you for it." 
you, you get that sort of thing, and, and the, the analogy this guy said was like, well, you would never think to go to the dentist and say, whiten my teeth, and then if, it, a lot, if, if my teeth being white gets me a better job, then I'll, I'll come back and pay you, you know, right. or whatever. It's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But I just saw a book in Borders today. It's kind of along the lines of Kitchen Confidential, yeah. uh, but it, it's written from by a waiter's perspective. I, I don't remember the name, but I was reading the back of it. I was like, this is something I'd definitely like to read sometime because, you know, waiters have pretty shitty jobs in general. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's my not the hype. Cool. Um, hype's still out? My hype's still out is uh, I got – I DJed a, a fashion show yesterday for uh, our web designer, our, our web guy, Kevin Delion, his wife is a fashion designer and she had a show last night and uh, I got to DJ the show and I got offered a part-time job to DJ one night a week um, at their place so I don't know if it's going to work out or not but that's kind of why my hype's still I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen but I, w- I would like to do it if, if I get a Where is it? It's a bar called Odessa which is in downtown Wilmington. Um, you know a place called the Green Green Lampshade? Or the, blue, green the Blue Post? Huh? The Blue Post? Can't remember. There's yeah, a place called the Blue right. Post that's cool. But, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool, it. man. Front side of the Green Line. What's your not like? I mean, Green Line is actually on the Blue Post. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are talking about the same place. Yeah, exactly. My hype still out this podcast. Next. <laughs> your hype what? <laughs> My hype still out is this it's podcast. Good. Yeah, this is gonna be a four hour podcast. I'm wondering if we're gonna get this more than awful. ten yeah, downloads. It, it takes me like it takes me about a month to listen to one of you guys' podcasts. <laughs> We've done three day. hour ones before. What are you so excited about I'll now? Just do these things in, in a day because I'm in my truck so much right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, you, you and you and the other guy. Yeah, thanks for belittling my industry, bastard. Uh, no, I meant you and the other guy that actually would be driving around listening to it. No, I just didn't have anything else to say. I'm still out. I'd say this podcast is. But my hype still is your shitty attitude. How fuck that? you, you fucking cock. You fucking... <laughs> Someone just touched the microphone. I'm still out. I, uh, I got a, a, uh, an appointment today to get a new tattoo. I'm getting a half sleeve on my left arm. And, uh, I guess hey. life's the loudest. Translation, he got an appointment today to, uh, to get a prostate exam, and he doesn't know when it's going to go. You need to get that stained glass The doctor's going to get a half sleeve of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you finally going to do it. Pal- it's called palpation, and yeah. it's accepted in Europe. You, uh, you're finally going to get that stained glass penis you wanted on your arm. Yeah, with a cross and a snake wrapped around. Did, yeah. you, did you listen to our, our commentary on uh, tattoos? Dude, you guys I, I actually wrote a, I wrote a big, long thing on your website about... It was, it's during the summer, I think, because I went to the pool here in Garner, which our, the Garner pool is kind of like, it's even more, it's more redneck than the pool. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of guys sitting around, like, bringing in, they literally bring in, like, coolers with, like, 12 packs in them, and there are kids running around swimming and stuff, and I don't know. It's just, <laughs> Free babysitting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at any rate, uh, I saw so many shitty, shitty, like, you know, tattoos on, on, grown man that I, I just I tweeted about I didn't tweet I just wrote on your website about it but yeah nice. this, one, this one's going to be epic I, it's going to be pretty big and I'm I'm excited the artist is really good she's done the two I have and, and uh, I'm excited she's going to have it the, the first rendering of my grand scheme in January so I just allow that 
You guys got to you guys got to do a, a whole tattoo episode episode sometime. We spent like thirty minutes on tattoos. Yeah. Well, maybe if you ever revisit it, you got to have our friend Avery on there. Oh uh, yeah, because he is like a tattoo. He was on Miami Inc. first season. He was yeah, one he was of the on Miami customers Inc. on Miami. Inc. It was on the first episode, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Is that right, Mitchell? Yeah, the very first episode. Cool. And Avery's the key. Hey, Avery's was the he the one getting the stained glass penis? Stuff, I can tell you that much right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. He would be good. Yeah. He would say. He would say fucking about like in front of every. <laughs> you could have a counter like it'd, it'd be like this. Ding, ding, ding. You know how you, you, <laughs> group, how, you how you said the um, people have people in the eastern part of the state have used the a prefix like yeah. a, a fishing and a yeah. slinging. Yeah. He does the fucking prefix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking, <laughs> oh, fucking prefix itself. Yeah. Oh, what is that? Is that you? That's a stinking. Thank I don't you. know. It may have snuck out. It may have snuck out. Who else is out? What comes Who after your ass? Hype's still out. Spencer, you got Hype's still out? Um, Hype's still out, yeah. It's, uh, I got a kid coming this spring, so I'm excited about that. Well, congrats. Hopefully, it'll be, hopefully it won't be a disappointment. You know, think, hopefully they'll grow up to be a, a president or a... I'm sure they will. That's, um, you know... That's our standard, you know? Yeah, a champion of industry they or... Maybe the president of something. Maybe the lead singer of an indie rock band in the Raleigh area. Yeah. That sort That's of right. degree of success. I, I was going to actually say maybe they won't waste their time being a kayaker or a musician. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe they'll get a real job. Well, That's right. Perhaps they'll enjoy collecting stamps and... Uh, <laughs> Well, congrats Gosh. on that. Congrats. Yeah, so, I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be hype. Um, <laughs> all right, so if I were going to say, I'd say it was going to be hype. Yeah. Um, yeah that is better cool. you than me. we got to talk um, about it on the way over here. That's yeah. exciting. All right. Um, okay, nice. so now we're into grab bag, and we'll try to make this go as fast as we can. What but grab bag? Um, grab bag is it's hard have you ever listened to this well, you haven't done yeah, what have you been I've never, surfing i've never understood oh what do you mean surfing never understood what grab bag is our group came up with it shut up it's the hype grab bag we is something that. different that you grab do every week it's my favorite well see there you go yeah, you three on three three on three it's usually well, really difficult. I just want to say I've been surfing a lot of porn lately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say. I was wondering who yeah. went up to that one. And actually, Pornhub.com, I'd like to endorse that. There's, there's oh, something God. for everybody. I've been browsing the entire catalog. That's uh, so you, can, you can jerk off to a different no, that's image a, every That's a service. Every, every hour. Yeah, every hour. There's, Somebody there's just touched the microphone. I've been. So. I, I, speaking about porn on the internet, the... Um, I was on Netflix uh, just last night, and I was watching some of the old Saturday Night Lives. And I was actually watching last year's Saturday Night Live when Amy Poehler was doing Weekend Update. And they had a joke that just fucking killed me. It was was talking about Cyber Monday, which is the Monday after the Black Friday. And all the internet websites have deals. And Uh, she was like, 30 million people signed on for Cyber Monday and did deals or whatever. And... People say they prefer Cyber Monday because there's not too many stores where after you buy a product, you can just hang around and masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) It just floored me. So, anyways. Um, My, what I've been surfing on the web is, uh, is, uh, yeah, it's it's probably funnier than than when she said it. No, I don't think so. Uh, I've been, I've been surfing some, uh, some, some iPod, iPod, iPod porn, no, iPod apps. 
Um, and I've been, I've been playing this game called Unblock Me, and it's a free game, and it's pretty fun. It's like puzzle game with these like Jenga pieces, and you move them around trying to get this one red block out. So that's my that's my thing. Well, that so makes I'm, me want to say another weekend update joke from this past week. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Meyers doing talking about the healthcare bill, pulling out the public option, pulling out the you know he, he lists all the things that have been pulled out of the healthcare bill, and yeah. then he goes, "Uh oh, Jenga." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
no, no, excuse me. Uh, let's see, that was 2007. So in 2003, I went back and like pretty much engorged the uh, soft bulletin every day for like three months. Just, just loved it, loved it, loved it. Okay. Sweet. Uh, my three slow burns are uh, number three is Notorious B.I.G. So I just didn't, I didn't listen to him when he was, when, you know, when I was in high school, it was when he was mm-hmm. all her age, and it just took me a while, and now, the more I listen to him, the more I appreciate his, his lyrical abilities and his delivery and everything. Um, number two is Arcade Fire, the the Funeral album, which is one of my favorite albums ever now. It, it took me a while to listen to it, and I then I just listened to it over and over again, eventually, just it, for like four weeks, I just listened to it nonstop. Just wore it out. And number one is Modest Mouse. And when the Modest Mouse, Spencer and I went on a long road trip in 2002, and a friend of his suggested that we that, that he get some Modest Mouse albums, and he's like, we need to check this band out. And so we listened to him, and I didn't like him really Does that much. Give me any credit for having a Modest Mouse album before Joey had him. Yeah. Uh, so Spencer got him. We listened to him together on the trip, and I just wasn't into him until after that trip. And I guess by the end of the trip, I was starting to recognize the songs and, and to kind of get into it. And then now they're one of my favorite bands. So I, think, yeah, I slow burn, agree so. with that for Modest Mouse. They were kind of a, they're definitely kind of a, an acquired taste. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever go to a Modest Mouse concert, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, I did, and I want to tell a few stories about the lead singer, uh, Isaac Brock, if we've got time. Uh, also, some of the fans that were there. Um, so, okay, so it's the groove. What's your, what's your slow burn? I thought you already said it. No, he didn't. No. no. Um, number three is Yesayer, All Hour Symbols, which hour is, like, hour the time. Um, number two is Joanna Newsom. Uh, the album is called The Milk-Eyed Mender. Her voice is <clears throat> really something to get used to. If you, The first time I listened to it, I, it was similar to Nails on a Chalkboard. And now when I listen to it, I fucking weep like a child because it's so beautiful. <laughs> and wow. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one because she drives me insane. Listen to Peach Plum Pear. Okay. That's I love peaches. So. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> No, I really, I really do like her now, man. I, and it took, I mean, I, I hated her. And I was like, how can I hate someone this much? I must listen to it to feed this hate. <laughs> and then at some point, I was like, God, this is, once I got used to the voice, though, I mean, it was like, I really, really liked it. So. Did she have a, what was her album? Did she have one called, like, Y's or it's, YS? It's YS, yeah. It's real short. It's a, it's a lot shorter. I've got that as well, but I think Milk Eyed Mender is really good. Um, I'll check that out. And the Arcade Fire is number one for me, and it's already been talked about, but it is it is yeah, a fucking a classic. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's done. fun to have those groups like that, that you get one song that you like, and then you get another song that you like on their CD. and then it I was, The thing well. is, though, I, was, I can relate to Modest Mouse with all albums except the first album of theirs that I heard. The first album that I heard... Third, third rock from the sun or third planet, third planet. Yeah, I I thought that album was Moon and Antarctica. Yeah, that album was easy for me to like. The rest of them were a little bit harder, but I started out liking them. Moon and Antarctica and Good News for people who love bad news are two of their most popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought, um, what's that other one? Lonesome Crowded West. Lonesome Crowded West. I thought it was really. 
I thought it was really like poppy as well. Yeah, it's good, but it took it's just one of the ones that took me a while. But all right, Spence, what's your uh, what's your? Well, I, I had a really hard time with this because a lot of bands like I, I'm sure I have had stuff that has taken me a while to to learn to like. Yeah, but I couldn't come up with any really good ones um, because I feel like I either. Genie in a bottle. You didn't. I feel like either either like either like stuff, or I don't. Yeah. Um. So I just came up with one, and it's just a genre, which is country. Mm. And country, country mm-hmm. is just lately been growing on me, and I, I, I think I, the, the main thing I have to thank for, like, starting to appreciate country is indie rock. And the kind of the bands that are yeah, all that country, are, yeah. all country is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, and like, like every every are, every hardcore singer that's ever been around for the past fifteen years has come out with a country album now. It's crazy, and so good. Yeah. And I've had a couple. I, I I have had a couple country albums, like the Ween country album mm-hmm. that I've liked for years, and Super Suckers, which is a which is kind of a rock punk rock. Hardcore, not really hardcore, but they're in that genre. They did a country, a country album that I always liked, but it was like bands that, and I guess that was kind of helped feed me into it. But I just started to enjoy country, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Check out Sleeper Car, which is Jim Ward from Sparta's uh, band, and it's they have an album called West Texas. That's it's all country, all country stuff is really good. The that the bona fide country that I like is Merle Haggard. I don't know if you oh, listen to okay. it at all, but I, I, my dad was it's in the, in it's a, in a very uh, similar vein as the alt country of today, yeah. and it's yeah. if you like the alt country of today, I would really suggest Merle Haggard. That, they were like Merle Haggard and uh, Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash, and all those guys were such like renegades in the same way that a lot of rock musicians were back in that time. And this is country yeah. is a different thing now yeah. than it was. It is a it's a Toby like, Keith thing now, and that's not really. Yeah. I don't really think, I don't think those guys would country. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they have a new country country's the new pop, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it yeah, is. It totally is. Good call. If Spencer, when you're in the mountains, when you're in Grayson County again, listen to 98.1 the WBRF and Galax, because that's like the epic sound you're talking about. But anyway, moving on for top three. We're talking about three. something important. I want to talk about. I want to discuss something important. Uh, now, now the next one is uh, we're going to do. Uh, Music movie scenes, which is this is a uh, top three scenes where a music a song particular song is used uh, really effectively or really creepily or whatever. Um, and Spencer, you want to start with that? You got- well, did Mitchell give his slow burns? Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, yeah, flaming lips. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see if I can read what I wrote down here. Well, let's just groove you. You kick it off then. Yeah. <laughs> uses of a song in a movie. Yeah, uses of a song in a movie. Uh, number three is Rocky Four training montage. Oh man, great one. Oh, yeah, great one. The the song that's playing. I think it's a score. It's not. It's I can't remember the song right now. It's not Eye of the Tiger. Did Journey do that? It's not Eye of the Tiger. Didn't they do the? Didn't they do Rocky Four? Yeah, Rocky Four. When he fights uh, the Russian. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I will break you. Drago. Yeah, that's a great. That movie's awesome. But yeah, that training montage is completely high. Well, it's the best training montage ever, and yeah. of any movie, and it makes me want to get up and and burn some push-ups real quick. And we're about to see what this. See, it's just it's just the score. It's da 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 da. That's the uh, that's the uh, final countdown. Yeah. Fuck. Well. Is that what it is? 
We're just gonna play this in the background as I talk. Okay. <laughs> number two. Number two. Oh, it's oh, just the it's, it's the Rocky yes. music. Um, number two is Joe Esposito, the best around from King of Kong. Uh, Fistful of Quarters. Which I have a problem with you crediting the King of Kong with that. I think it's used it's, it's used better in the King of Kong. What are you talking about? I'm talking about kid. the King of Kong. He's the best around. Hey, a little tie-in. Did you know that Best Around was originally done for Rocky IV, but they they denied it, and so that's why they use it in Karate Kid. No, didn't know that. Wow, that was good. Nugget. Nugget. Okay, go ahead. Um, the opening song to the Warriors, the opening credits. Um. What's the what's that guy that did it? Is it like Joe Walsh? Oh, that's the closing, Chris. Okay. When they're walking down the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the but, city. But I like that. Yeah, in the city. Oh, he does the opening credits too. Yeah, 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 I think he does. That is a really good the, um, that and opening the and closing. Really yeah, um, and I've got two honorable mentions, but I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get mentioned by Joey, so I'm gonna hold off on this. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take that cue and go on into it. I just want to, there's a gas station that I stop at on the way home from my girlfriend's every week. And they always play these kind of like strange songs from the 50s and 60s that make me think um, I've walked into like a Quentin Tarantino movie because you know how he uses these kind of. Yeah, he does. He, he juxtaposes like a violent scene with some, you know. Uh, Especially Reservoir Dogs. Laid back 50s song or something, you know? Yeah. And, like I, it, they always play those songs that he would use on a soundtrack. I always think to bring it up on the podcast and never remember it. But uh, number three is uh, from Blow. The opening scene with the song from the Rolling Stones. I don't know what the yeah. song is. I can't remember what it is, but um, wow, this is a great. Yeah, we're doing well, look awesome. it up. Yeah, <laughs> look up, look up, blow soundtrack. Yeah, look it up on Wikipedia. All right, what's um, it's just awesome because they're like they're processing the cocaine and everything, and like they have this this song playing in the background. So um, you're doing a terrible job searching there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you should have had uh, your computer. So well, you I know. Yeah, number two is he just went to Pornhub to look it up. <laughs> uh, number two is um, number two is best around well, from Friday. Don't Friday type in blow and stone, or else it's blow. <laughs> <laughs> blow job, aka world six. Okay, Sorry, uh, number two is uh, the best around from Karate Kid. Oh, so threw that in there. Um, and number one for me is in my most effective scene, I think, of using like a pop song. Can't You Hear Me song. Knocking. Can't You Hear Me Knocking is the Rolling Stones song from Blow. And apparently they've never played that song live. But um, number one is my number one music in, used in a movie scene is from the Royal Tenenbaums. When Richie Tenenbaum goes to the bus station. No, uh, Richie Tenenbaum, is it, he's waiting for, yeah, he's waiting for uh, Gwyneth Paltrow to get off the bus. Oh. And she gets off the bus, and everything goes into... Yeah, it's uh, the other way around. What? It's is the it? other way around. Yeah, he's the one coming back from going crazy. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. so Richie Tenenbaum arrives at the bus stop, and Gwyneth Paltrow is there to greet him. And he sees her for the first time, and everything goes in slow motion. And they play These Days by Nico, who from yeah. Velvet Underground fame. It's such a weird song, because her voice is really bizarre and and sort of grating and it just but it's just like this beautiful so scene cool. that goes in slow motion and just really cool um one of wes anderson's best scenes i think so yeah and that's, i, I kind of just I, I had just written down mainly movies 
mm-hmm. and songs that were in movies and not necessarily associated with the scene. And the, and one of the notes I made was just the Royal Tenenbaum soundtrack. Theory. There's a lot of good it's scenes in there. Soundtrack. Really the Clash is on there. And bunch of bunch of other artists. So. Well, before you go, Spencer, or is that that's your number three? Never mind. Sorry, I'll wait until the end. Hey, go ahead and finish. Sorry. What, what were you going at? I was. I thought that you were going to use, say, the last montage in Boogie Nights, and you were going to throw oh, in Amy Mann from Magnolia. So. Yeah, I forgot the last the, when director. they used "God Only Knows" in the last scene of uh, Boogie Nights. That that should have been on my top three. It really that is, is that good. really awesome. Yeah. It's like a beautiful ending to the movie. It's ruined Christmas by not listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Spence, let's hear. Uh, well, the first one I thought of was the scene in Shaun of the Dead. Where they're beating up the the bartender in the in the in uh, Winchester, in yeah, Winchester, and the Queen song, oh, which yeah, is what is it? Don't Jody? stop me now. Don't stop. Yeah, me that's now. a Come great song. scene. And, in they're that movie. Sla- and they're like all going around the zo- the zombie, and they're 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 hitting him with like like a cricket bird. bats. I think it's it? cricket yeah, bats. It's a cricket they're bat they're slapping him to the beat. They're slapping it. Yeah, and it's actually playing in the bar on the jukebox. The yeah. Box. It is such an incredible scene. It's so funny. Um, so that was one. And then um, one that I thought of while we were talking about music earlier was when you guys were talking about The Doors, The End, is is in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that's yeah. a good that's, scene. That's, that's, that's a, a set mood setting. Yeah, it's a mood setting scene. And then uh, next thought that came up was Where Is My Mind by the Pixies and Fight Club at the end. Yeah. I think that yeah. is like an incredibly fitting song. Which that's a cover in that movie. Do you know that? That's by placebo. Nah. Yeah. Huh? Really? I swear to it you, sounds- it is. It sounds just like the original, but it's placebo doing a cover. Yeah. That's a good right. call. And that's then, a good um, scene. And I don't even like that movie very much, but that scene is uh, is really good. And then I have actually more than three. I'm just gonna name go it. for it. Um, one of my other favorites is The Man and Me by Bob Dylan and the, the Big Lebowski. Mm, yeah, that's and a good one too. So that, a thousand here. That one's really good. And then my last one is the entire soundtrack of Adventureland. Oh, See, yeah, I haven't seen Adventureland. I yet. saw it, but I, I, I can't remember it's the eighties rock, right? 80s stuff yeah. like if you, that's why. I mean, it's just it's like Journey and stuff like that. On they freaking they just dr- uh, it's, they, it's a lot of it's they, a lot of underground. Like it's like Velvet Underground and. Uh, Blue Reed and just it's just oh, okay. perfect, perfect song. That movie just makes me cry and want to jerk off at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Um, my top three. I, I did this a little tongue in cheek. Um, I had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, nobody is, puts uh, baby in the corner. Uh, uh, the uh, the warehouse dance scene in Footloose to never, oh, never, 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 something or other. Uh, I, I just, I you guys should do a cover of that song, Mitchell. Yeah, and I could reenact the dance sequence. You too, could. So. Um, you look a lot like Kevin Bacon. I do look a lot like Jim Bacon. Uh, Jim, I mean, Bacon. Jim Bacon. Jim Bacon. Jim's brother, Jim Bacon. Yeah. Six to Jim Bacon. Bacon. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the standing. Uh, and then the, the, the number one for me 
is a soundtrack, and, it, and it's uh, close to mine and Spencer's heart. I think he'll agree. Is the Stand by Me? Oh, I can't believe I forgot that. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Spencer and I, uh, one of the, I had a sleepover when I was like eleven or twelve, and Spencer came over. And, and you found and a dead body. That was, that's, back, <laughs> that's back when you. Uh, that's back when we actually rented the VCR and the videos. You know. Oh man, and, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and we uh, we rented the VCR, and my mom didn't pay attention to what we got, and we got uh, Stand by Me and Commando. Oh man, uh, yeah, Commando's pretty and, uh, violent. But what was funny is that we watched Commando first, and then late into the evening we watched Stand by Me, and it was the next day that my mom came after hearing all the cursing and Stand by Me. Uh, she didn't see any of the uber violence from Commando or anything. <laughs> she, she came up to me and was like. Uh, the next time you have friends over, you better not get a movie with so much foul language in it. So, uh, anyway, that movie, Spencer and I have quoted Stand By Me uh, around other friends to no avail for years, and it's just one of those go-to movies, and it's just, to me, it's just a, a classic, classic soundtrack. Yeah, yeah the quote, the quotes are, are so ingrained in my mind that, that I say them and around people who obviously don't know the movie at all. But I still can't keep myself from saying yeah. the quotes. Yeah, that's the way the and British people just don't get them. Yeah, I always say I brought, I brought the comb, and and people are like, I expect someone to laugh, and nobody laughs. Yeah. It could be I your delivery. Saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my honorable mission was the Graduate soundtrack, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. That's yeah, that's, so, anyway, that's my top three. Cool. Um, well, I would give an honorable mention to uh, to Quentin Tarantino movies because he does the, a pretty cool job. I think that it, no, I even though it's cliched or whatever, I think Reservoir Dogs probably the best with that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, so now uh, the bottom three, our worst three, is uh, in three embarrassing CDs you own that are in your CD case that you you really wouldn't want anybody to know you had them. Um, for me, number three is a P.O.D. You guys ever heard of P.O.D.? He's he's trying to go no. first yeah. because because he wants to be forgotten. No, you know? no, no, no. <laughs> you have yeah, a P.O.D. album? I have a P.O.D. album. Now, I did not buy it, so I should get some credit for that. Fuck Somebody, that. I used to work for Red Bull for a while, and uh, at the Red Bull Christmas party, they had all these like uh, promotional CDs they had been given, and they gave that to me because they thought that I looked like the kind of guy that would like <laughs> P.O.D. satellite album. I'm embarrassed to have that. Number yeah. two is uh, the Titanic soundtrack. Only mildly uh, embarrassed to have that because you know, I like to listen to Celine Dion. But I'm, a, I'm king of the world. King of the world. But my, my, my mom bought that for me, and I still have it. And uh, then number one is uh, Wham's "Make It Big," which I'm an unabashed George. I'm a George Michael fan. I love um, "Listen Without Prejudice." Just volume one, uh, fucking awesome CD. But wham, make it big was when they were really, uh, man. Just uh, that CD is embarrassing to have. And I, back when I was frequenting new CD stores, we would always go to this one place, and I'd bring in a stack of CDs to trade in, and I would always put Wham's you make it big in there. It. Yeah, and I, it could be a stack of like a hundred CDs, and the guy would go through it. Um, and he I'm would he would he would be like, "What is this shit? Get this out of here!" <laughs> so I never turn it in. I still own that CD. I think if I threw it away, it would just reappear. Come back in, yeah. What about you? Have you? Um, well, one that's not really that embarrassing, well, not at least anymore, mm. is 
it was like my first tape that was like a, a rock album tape. Yeah. And um, it was Bon Jovi. It was one of the Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. And and I actually like it now, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think I got rid of it at some point because I was like, this is embarrassing. I can't. Have it's it. sort of ironic to like it now. But it wasn't for a while. Yeah. You didn't want to be a cowboy riding on a steel horse, but now I'm you're okay with riding on a steel horse. He, he played on Saturday Night Live last week, and he's not looking very good. And no, he, was, he is uh, long in the tooth. He was. He looked really old, he and he was old. singing really bad too. He was. He was I fast forwarded through the songs. Yeah, because I, yeah. I didn't want to listen. So um, I don't, that was the first thing that I could really think of. And then the next thing, I don't think I actually had, yeah, I think my sister had the tape, but I think I commandeered it. It was yeah. those new kids on the block. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, what? There's nothing, What's embarrassing about there's that? nothing really. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Oh, so, God. But, like, no, it's just kind of embarrassing, you know? Yeah. But I think a lot of people liked it back then, but... I wouldn't really like. You know. I did, there was some dude, like some guys. In, well, I was in middle school when New Kids on the Block was big, and they, when they came were to, hanging tough. Yeah, when they were hanging tough, and they came to Augusta, and a couple of the dudes in my class like went to their hotel to try to meet them and stuff. And they weren't like, I mean, it's funny because now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I went to the uh, to our high school reunion and I saw those guys there, and I was just like, I didn't say anything, but I just kind of laughed to myself, like, hmm. yeah, you guys went to sit, try to uh, go into the New Kids yeah, concert like, is a whole different thing yeah, than trying were, to meet them. If you were a guy that went yeah. to the New Kids concert, there's yeah. Did you guys, did you hear that rumor that Donnie had his penis pierced? That he had a Prince Albert? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. He, maybe I did. He did end up in Boogie Nights, all right? No, that's Mark. Oh, that's yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. 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 Wrong Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, that was a prosthetic. Oh, he's his brother, Donnie yeah. Wahlberg. Yeah. Big so, brother. What's your number one? Johnny Drama. I don't have that's a That's all I could have. I couldn't think of it. Proud of everything else uh, in there. Grave, you Let go? me go through there. There were probably other stuff, but I just can't. I couldn't think of it. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Um... <clears throat> Number three is Lil John and the East Side Boys, oh, man, Kings terrible. of Crunk. Fucking horrible. I think it's Ben Reed's CD that I just wound up with. That's really, it could just be one song, but it's they've turned it into a CD. Um, <laughs> number two is, I got this CD because I went to a fish concert, or I went to a string cheese concert with a bunch of my friends from camp, and afterwards we, we got into Josh's truck, okay? And we hopped in the bed of his trunk, and we were driving through Asheville, plowing through the streets with like that were flooded with the hippies that had just gotten out of the concert. And he had this band up, volume like all the way up to the as loud as it would go. And we're just sitting in the bed of the truck, just mean mugging everybody. It was Metallica, and so I went out the next day and bought Ride the Lightning, and I don't, I'm embarrassed to have it. I hate Metallica. I, like Metallica. I do. I do approve of driving through the streets of Hippieville. Yeah, playing with it loud. It was loud and it was mean, and we were we were hard, um, not just in our crotches, but Joey's <laughs> <laughs> beating the off the microphone. Uh, and the number one most embarrassing CD that I have is the Juno soundtrack. What's wrong with that, man? Dude, no, it's all right. Dude, yeah. that is awesome. I like that No, it's not. Right. No, it's embarrassing. Yeah. You should be embarrassed if you have it, Kimya oh, Dawson. Come on. At least my other hoople song is good. That's good. I saw, I saw Kimya Dawson in, uh, in Austin a couple of years ago at South by Southwest, and she is really annoying. <laughs> Thank you. She's annoying as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to mumble in this uh, fucking song, and yeah, now I'm going to act like I'm playing music. 
So, um, yeah, we'll leave Mitchell with the, the, the burn into people's memory as the last yeah, one. Yeah, as the guy with the shameful fucking Mitchell. collection. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, CDs on the shame. These, I, I was, I don't, I didn't have time to go through all my CDs. I'm sure there's more than just three. Uh, but uh, the Xanadu soundtrack. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Xanadu. <laughs> Xanadu. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. They, they did yeah, a musical of that. Did you know that? They did a musical, and it did. It lasted about one week. I mean, what, what were yeah. they thinking? They did a, a, a Broadway musical based on it. Yeah, you just can't, you can't make bad. Yeah, it's like trying to polish a turf. Yeah, it, that um, movie is really like watching a train wreck. It's just, you cannot yeah, tear your turn away from it. It's, it's quite awful. Um, and I, I have some singles here that, I, that I'm embarrassed to say that I have. <laughs> uh, number two... Uh, the Britney Spears Toxic. Why do you have that? that? My wife, I'm going to blame my wife. Throw uh, <laughs> her under the bus. I have kind of an addiction, or I guess you could say a, a slight uh, guilty pleasure, if you will. And uh, female uh, vocal, like top 40 pop, is like the guilty uh, pleasure <laughs> that I, I have in my truck when no yeah. one's around and hear me and listen to it. And you sing with and, it? <clears throat> I do sing with it sometimes, but actually, what's even worse about that song is that when my son Quinn was was about three years old, uh, that was one of his favorite songs. Oh man, <laughs> save that one for yeah. the uh, for the future for the meet the girlfriend file later. You know. Like, yeah, exactly. A lot of times, what will happen is my wife, who's a, a dance instructor, uh, she, for her younger classes with lots of girls, she'll try to get popular music to keep them interested in everything. Yeah. So that brings me to my number one. Um, a shame, you know, shame song, and that is uh, "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Oh man, you, look, you need to look up on YouTube. <laughs> There's a remix of that with a with a notorious B.I.G. song that my girlfriend really? was like, "You have to." She, my girlfriend hates Miley Cyrus, but she loves that remix. She's like, "You have to listen to this because it sounds I'll awful, but that, it's uh, really cool and it is really, really good." So I'll have to check that out. But those are those are my embarrassing, and then of course. Uh, the oatmeal conspiracy. I'm, I'm pretty ashamed. <laughs> Don't say that. That is awful. Oh man. So, well, cool guys. Um, once again, our website is IOnlyLikeTheirOldStuff.com, and um, Mitchell, the you can go to OatmealConspiracy.com to check out the oatmeal conspiracy. You guys playing live soon? Actually, we're taking about two and a half, three months off to record, so there's okay. a new record coming well, out soon. They'll be playing in a couple months then, and then Spencer's website is uh, effort.tv, and you can also check out his videos on rapidtransitvideo.com. Um, yeah, they're all kayaking videos, but... Um, they're not all mine, actually. They're much all, all well, I was giving you credit for them all, but there's oh, also some nice. really good There's some really good music on there for some bands that we use for... Uh, and uh, and if you're traveling to Raleigh anytime soon, I'm going to be performing at the uh, RBC Center, my one-man show called The Greatest Story of All Time. So um, you can buy tickets for that through my website, I only like the old stuff, uh, dot com. And uh, tickets are $80, but uh, you're going to get a seat. So it's just going to be me up there kind of telling my story. So that's, I hope you're not too tired to, to do that. Because, you know, I'm, stuff late to the night. I'm fucking tired of this episode <laughs> right now. <laughs> this is an hour longest episode that we did like a three and a half hour long. Uh, God, well, we could keep talking. I mean, I got some, I got another thing, which is top three albums that you own that you should be ashamed of, but you're proud of. 
I want to tell you about this bunion I've got on my heel. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're out. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy this holidays. This ain't coming out before Christmas. Yeah, it is. Happy New Year. Happy oh, New man. Year's. Woo. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, all you people that made miser- Mitchell miserable in the yeah. We're out. Bye. I like that. Yeah. I don't know this party in the USA song. To be honest with you, man. I didn't even. You can stop recording. We're done. I was a terrorist since the public school era. Bathroom passes, cutting classes, squeezing asses. Smoking blunts was a daily routine. Since 13, a chubby nigga on the scene. I used to have the Trey Deuce and the Deuce Deuce in my bubble goose. Now I got the Mac in my knapsack. Lounging black, smoking sacks up in acts and sidekicks. With my sidekicks, rocking fly kicks. Honey's wanna chat, but all we wanna know is where the party at. And can I bring my gap? If not, I hope I don't get shot. Better throw my vest on my chest, cause niggas is a mess. It don't take nothing but front for me to start something. Bugging and bucking at niggas like I was duck hunting. Dumbing out just me and my crew, cause all we wanna do is. And party, and bullshit, and party, and bullshit.